You may have heard there's been ongoing riots, but not Black Lives Matter, not Antifa. This time, the riots are taking place in spring break, Miami, where over 1000 arrests have been made. And apparently the cops came out with pepper balls because, well, people are shutting down roads. They're refusing to disperse. And according to one headline, several women began twerking on a police car. Two officers were injured. Now, I, I have to say, like, upon reading the headline, I really do make it sound like the cops got injured from the twerking. I'm not entirely sure that's what happened. So we'll have to go into the story. But there there are tons of viral videos coming out now where women in Miami during spring break are just like blocking roads, just walking down the street. They all randomly just start twerking in the street. It is a sight to behold. And this contributes to the cops coming out with pepper balls, which is a really weird story. So we got that. We're going to get into that. And cancel culture is in the news because apparently, well, look, for the longest time, the woke thought it wasn't racist to insult Asians. And now they've decided that's not true. And Asians are marginalized. So all these old statements are coming back up. People are going to lose their jobs. One woman, she's like a writer for Robot Chicken, is getting just dragged across the coals. And that'll be interesting. And we got another big story. CNN is accused of of staging or knowingly running staged video of a migrant border crossing. So we'll talk about this, a bunch of other stuff. We are joined tonight by comedian Chrissy Mayer. Hello, thanks for having me. Do you want to just briefly introduce yourself? Oh, yes. Uh, my name is Chrissy Mayer. I am a comedian, uh, New York-based. I have a podcast called The Chrissy Mayer Podcast, which you can see on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, new episodes Tuesday through Friday. I interview comedians, porn stars, libertarians. There's something for everybody. And I have a big uh, stand-up comedy tour coming up right now actually um check out my website chrissymayer.com for tickets hopefully i can uh do stand up in a city near you wow that was like the best introduction anyone's done great. on the show wow, people are normally yeah, like oh i guess i do a thing or whatever thanks wow <laughs> we also have, we have ian get ready for mine <laughs> yeah what's up everybody okay. hi ian crossland what's up what's up i just woke, I just woke up <laughs> yeah I yeah. All right. Oh. And uh, right, right. Lydia yeah, me in the corner. Yeah, I'm going to be laughing a lot tonight. I'm super excited about this show. Let's get going. Yeah, maybe. I forgot to pull up. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, We're very well prepared this evening. There you go. So before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to get exclusive TimCast IRL segments that you can only get at TimCast.com as a member. They don't appear anywhere else. So we've got really great stuff. We got uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. We had Kurt Schlichter. We had Kim Iverson, Scott Pressler. Really, really awesome. And there's a whole library of content. I mean, we probably have, what, like over 100 videos maybe now at this point. Yeah. All of this exclusive members-only stuff. We have one with Ryan Long. We have one where Jack Murphy talks about how progressives can't be alphas because Marxism is objectively anti-masculine. And uh, we have a good argument about it. So go to TimBass.com. Become a member. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, give us five stars because we love you and we need your support. All right, let's get into this first story because this is the greatest headline I've ever seen. (laughs) All right, check this out. This is from Local10.com. Wild night in Miami Beach. Women twerk on police car. Two officers injured. So my, my question right away is, uh, did the cops get hurt from the twerking? Undoubtedly. Like- <laughs> no. right. I'm imagining cops being like, stop, come out with your legs up. Oh, you no. know? <laughs> All right. Well, Gross. let's. Okay. So this, this, this story is actually from March 12th, but I want to I read it because it, now it's actually getting really crazy. Mm. They say it was a wild Friday night in South Beach. There were even women who jumped on a police car to twerk. The city is swarming with spring breakers. Miami Beach officer Ernesto Rodriguez, a spokesman for the, bar- for the department, said two officers were injured while dealing with a very large crowd near 8th Street and Ocean Drive. 
So perhaps twerking was involved. While taking a subject into custody, officers were forced to utilize pepper balls to disperse members of the crowd who were disorderly and surrounding officers. Several subjects have been detained. Two officers were injured and have been transported to the hospital. More police officers are enforcing the rules in the area of Ocean Drive and Collins and Washington Avenues from 5th to 16th Street, including Española Way. All package liquor sales ceased after 8 p.m. So apparently now what's going on is there's like this crazy curfew. We got this story just from today from The Guardian. More than 1,000 arrests as Miami Beach pushes spring break curfew into April. Police condemned for use of pepper balls to break up crowds. Now, apparently over a couple weeks, spring break curfew in place between Thursdays and Sundays. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen all these viral videos that have come out. It's crazy out there. A little bit of them. It's yeah. pretty crazy. I mean, are they using salt balls as well? That way, maybe they salt can balls? season and the pepper food. Balls? Yeah, yeah. Salt yeah. And pepper. I guess yeah. a lot of these are happening at restaurants. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Yeah, right. Fights. People aren't paying their bills. Yeah, they're walking Yeah. Out. Do you see the video? There's like a video where two wait, two guys wearing aprons just chasing a dude yes. full speed yeah. down the street. <laughs> and then he tries to get away. He's like, do, 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 walking. Then he ducks out. He does like a ninja roll. Oh, yeah. And they start, they, they like, they pin him to the ground and then drag him. And then he, yeah, he jumps out and then he rolls. Dude, what's going on with this, man? Just don't order as many drinks, you know? Just, like, order what you can pay for. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's shocking. It's chaos. Like, there's there's a video. So there's a there's a thread going viral that's ta- talking about how these are not people from Miami. Like, Miami did really well. And I guess what some people are saying is that because Florida is basically, like, no COVID, tons of, like, no lockdown, tons of people are like, well, then we have to go to Florida. Because you can't do it in New York or some of these blue states. So they're all coming to Florida. Red state for now, swing state, but red for now, where there's no restrictions and they're just going crazy. Like there's one video I saw where apparently there's like cars in an intersection and then a bunch of women just walking down the street all just (laughs) stop. And then it's like synchronized twerking. It's like the craziest thing. I mean, that is going to stop traffic (laughs) if you're low on like people to help you cross the street. Like just send a lady twerking out there and she'll help divert traffic. Yeah. It's like if you've got kids coming out of school. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to hire a crossing guard guard anymore. Twerking guards. Twerking guards. (laughs) Twerking guards. Yeah. Road twerk. I love it. So so for real. So like why, why is, why is this happening? I mean, it's just because there's too many people they're overwhelmed or people have been cooped up for too long they gotta just they're sick of they haven't been twerking for like a year now (laughs) true that's fair so given the opportunity they just break out in a twerk yeah it seems like it's supposed (laughs) to be spring break from school but a lot of those people i mean is school even open or people were even they even they're doing online school now and they're just showing up and twerking in the streets it's like i was wondering You'd think that New York would be the state that would be getting wrecked because they're the one that shut down, but all those people then are flooding to Florida and wrecking Florida. There's nothing to come to New York for. What are you going to flood New York City for, for like a hot dog stand? Like the are New the York hot dog stands open? Barely. Yeah, they're yeah, like no covered dogs. in plastic. It's mm. it's a sad really? sight. Yeah, it's are, like. Are you in New York? Yeah, yeah. Comedy clubs. Some things are opening up April second, so we'll see. There's some hope, but it's it's the cities dead it's like somebody sucked the soul out of it i don't know i saw a video from a guy who was walking down the street in a really wealthy area saying that it was totally fine oh oh well having money helps i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. i guess the poor areas that are shut down mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting to see the amount of chaos you get from like totally apolitical things like spring break when there's just enough people who don't care they go crazy the funny thing about it is we're probably seeing more like, I guess, anarchy than you see with actual anarchists. Isn't the weirdest thing? And I mean, like, left anarchist types. I don't like calling them anarchists because the people who get violent like Antifa, they're not really anarchists. But let me rephrase that. When Antifa goes out, they fight with cops. 
these people are just like robbing small businesses, not paying bills, shutting down traffic. It's random, you know? Yeah, it's totally random. They're just like, you know what? I can't work over Zoom. I have it's to true. go out into the <laughs> yeah. street and do spread this. Spread your legs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Your muscles. You gotta meet that. <laughs> you gotta meet that spring Spread break boyfriend wings. like in the first couple of days, and then you have a week of you know hookups. Yeah, yeah. One thousand arrests though. Smart. Yeah. Check us out. The Guardian says police say they have arrested more than a thousand people, about twice as many as last year during this spring break season. They say the curfews are necessary to maintain order, according to the local CBS affiliate. City manager Raul Aguila told the news station that he believes visitors have traveled to Miami Beach to engage in lawlessness and anything-goes party attitude. Aguila claimed many visitors are not patronizing local businesses or spending tourism dollars during their time in Florida. The Miami Herald reported that police have utilized pepper balls to disperse crowds several times this spring break season, (laughs) describing the tactic as balls that are fired at the ground that emit tear gas, forcing people within a certain distance to move to avoid the eye irritant. The Miami Beach police chief, Richard Clements, told the paper that officers fired the projectiles because the crowd had begun to surge towards officers. This is crazy. Quote, I think officers felt threatened at the time. He said, adding that at least five officers have been injured during spring break this year. Video of large crowds and tear gassing by police in the city have circulated online. It's like on a scale of one to three of of groups that engage in violent and dangerous riots it's like the most egregious number one is like random people partying followed by antifa mm-hmm. <laughs> followed by like trump supporters just yeah. because those are the only groups that are actually engaging this i think that's i'm kidding by the way because antifa literally and black lives matter burned down an entire city but these people yeah. are getting super drunk and that's when stuff can go haywire like the animal comes out yeah. yeah, there's definitely a Venn diagram of like people who would throw a chair like through a window. And it's like spring breakers, like Antifa. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Antifa on spring break. Do you think yes. these people are Antifa? This is no. Antifa dude. people need to party too. They, they need, need to, to relax. Everybody yeah. got to party. Yeah, they got like sticks up their butt. You know, yeah. they really need this. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe they're so uptight. You know, they show up to this party like thinking they're going to party, but then just... Everyone's yeah. having a good time. And then all of a sudden, some dude throws a chair through a window. You know what I mean? And they've been so covered up for a year. They've been like, they, their costumes or whatever. They're not yeah. costumes. They're get ups. It's the, like they're Antifa. all covered up. They're pale. They need to get out. <laughs> True. They, they need their sun. vitamin D. No, yeah. you know, the, some of the most destructive riots I've seen, obviously not the most, have been just like sporting events. And then you hear this from a lot of people on the left. They'll be like, how come when, you know, people riot over their sports team winning, it's not all the Chris? It's like, Dude, we, we criticize that. It's crazy. I remember when the White Sox won the World Series, like however many years, like a decade ago, long time ago, longer than a decade ago. Man, this is probably like 13 years ago. Huh. Uh, there were crazy stories. Like my friends were telling me that a guy, there was just tons of people in the street on the south side of Chicago, and they're all just like screaming and drunk and like shaking cars and flipping them over. And then he said like a guy was driving down Archer and then just like swerved, dodged the crowd crashed into a pole and then jumped out and started cheering and then ran into the crowd like leaving his car there like people go crazy people get excited for their sports teams yeah they get i guess i guess i have to wonder about this because like is that what is what really drives things like the you know minneapolis when it got burned down just random people taking advantage and fluffing up the ranks you know what i mean probably Taking advantage, like these people that aren't paying their tabs, they're eating at restaurants and then jumping. Yep, that's that's big. That's big time. Is I have, this? 
What's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just, imagine like this is all so pre-planned. You're like ordering. You're like, okay, I don't want to eat too much because when I get into a fight, like I don't want to, you know, have this reflux. I don't want to be full. I don't want to throw it up. I don't want to be full. Like I don't want to yeah, yeah, puke yeah. while I'm <laughs> throwing someone's head into <laughs> into the sidewalk. Yeah. Physical, physical activity after you eat a bunch of food. It's just, it's like, oh, you know, it doesn't feel good. You got to, you got to have a rest period. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. And a lot of wigs coming off. I mean, you got to be prepared I don't know. It's giving me anxiety just thinking about it. This is freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what to wear. And I don't know how it happens in these fights. Like the women just end up like partially nude. Like yeah. the thongs are out. Uh, All of a sudden you'll turn around like they'll be fighting and then someone's top. Someone's like uh, boobs will be out. And you'll be like, how did that? Oh, what's God. Happening? <laughs> it's because they're just It's just crazy to hear this. Yeah. You know, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I guess people have been locked up for so long. They've gone insane. Like a lot of people are just going crazy. Yeah. So like you, you were mentioning this, but also I think when you factor in, there's very few places to actually go. You get critical mass. Now they're just in Miami and they're just twerking and, and stealing drinks. And when you have pent up energy, it's like guys, the guys that want to fight are going to go out looking for a fight and the girls that like want to fight. You know what I mean? You're going out kind of with that energy or you're like just going to hook up. It's the kind of The fight videos way. are crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of videos like there's a, there's a big viral thread. There's a lot of racist threads, too, because there's a lot of just like the, people like sharing these specific videos, but there's a lot of different people doing a lot of crazy stuff. It's almost like a sporting event, but just no reason at all. Right. And there's anti-cop sentiment, I, I imagine. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I've read that like the cops like this has been building up over time. It's not a, it's obviously not a COVID thing. It's like it's building up over time and like it's Going back to 2019, um, a lot of these cops I've read are afraid to basically do their jobs because they don't want to be accused of racist policing. Yeah. So when you get like people blocking intersections and twerking and the cops get hurt, I, I, I bet there's a lot of people down there. They're probably not super political, but the Black Lives Matter narrative really does permeate everything. So I, we, we just went, we were at the mall the other day hanging out and we went to Zoomies and there was a poster on the wall. That was just like, it was the weirdest thing for me to see in Azumis. It was like a poster that said, I stand with Black Lives Matter, Breonna Taylor, free health care, increasing the minimum wage. And I'm like, I'm in a mall skate shop. What is this? Like, why is there a poster for Black Lives Matter, Breonna Taylor? But also like that I could get, I, I suppose. But like the, 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 the Democrat talking points were on that too. And I'm just like, it's kind of weird to see. I don't care, whatever. You can put over whatever poster you want. I don't care. I'm going to buy shoes or something. But it's just like when regular people who normally don't engage in this stuff are getting hit with this, I, I, I'm willing to bet there's anti-cop sentiment for sure in these spring break riots where they're just like mm. F the police. You know what I mean? Why don't all of us go to Miami right now and start twerking in the street? I think that would help the I'm narrative. That Why, I got a better idea. Why don't we get the cops to twerk with the people in the street. That's what twerk we needed. Back. Yeah. Solidarity. Yeah, in solidarity. You know, <laughs> like if it's enough twerking, maybe it'll be like a Care Bear stare. We're like an energy. <laughs> everyone comes together, and that's how unity happens. Yes. Maybe, maybe like you remember when all the cops took a knee during the Black Lives yeah. Matter stuff. Maybe the cops need to take a twerk. Yes. And they should all go out there to apologize for using pepper balls on people. <laughs> take a twerk, guys. Oh, God. Twerk during the national anthem at a basketball game or whatever, and <laughs> it would might. definitely dissolve tension. It would crack people up. I've been freak people out. Do you think they're going to cancel spring break next year? How can you cancel spring break? I don't know. You can't cancel it. It's not. It's not really a thing. It's like people just showed up. People just went to Florida, 
And then there was too many people. I'll tell you what freaks me out is like, is this what people do when there's too many people? Somebody, somebody messaged us like last week about the rat utopia experiment. Oh, yeah. Have oh, you ever yeah. heard of this? No. They created the space where they put a bunch of rats in this rat house. You mean New York City? <laughs> yeah. So basically they basically. made a model of New York. No, I'm kidding. They, they took like a rat city and they gave them an unlimited supply of food and water and whatever. And they just like went nuts, apparently started eating each other. Some just literally just dropped dead. So like they reproduced and reproduced. And then eventually they reached like this massive population, but there was still just free food, nothing to worry about. And then they, the rats apparently started breaking down, going crazy, eating each other and just dying. And so I'm wondering, like, you get too many people. And this is what we see. Like, uh, I was in New York when I can't remember which New York team won the Super Bowl or something. It was back in like 2012, I think. I don't know. I don't know sports. You guys give me the right year. People were just like throwing garbage cans and trash <laughs> everywhere, just flipping things over. And it was just tens of thousands of people walking through the streets, just trashing everything for for no reason. Yeah. If somebody else starts doing it, it's easier to yeah. chime in, I guess. And I think part of the reason is I think people are afraid to go like you think about the normal spring break destinations, Cancun, maybe Ibiza. I know I'm saying it wrong. It's supposed to be Ibiza. But uh, maybe people are afraid to travel internationally now because of health stuff. So... Maybe that means everyone's just going to stay domestic and then go to Florida. Mm -hmm. Yes, which brings him to we'll, we'll jump over the next story on this one, because this is how crazy things have gotten with COVID. So when you when you see what's happening in Miami in this insanity, I'm not surprised that people are doing crazy stuff because people kind of lost their minds over the past year. I'm sure most people who are listening to this can probably relate in some way to how awful the lockdowns were. I immediately got out of the city. I went to the middle of nowhere. Well, not immediately. I mean, I was in the suburbs already, so things weren't that bad. And then we went out to the middle of nowhere where things are fantastic. You ask somebody who lives in the middle of nowhere, how has the lockdown been? They'll be like, haven't noticed. Check this out. We got this from express.co.uk. Holidays overseas to be made illegal. 5,000 pound fine for people trying to leave Britain. If, you, if, you, if you're in Britain and you try to leave... They will fine you 5,000 pounds, which is basically like seven grand. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I don't live there, but I can imagine people are going to start going crazy. Like, you know, what's, you know, what's really crazy about the story is the UK is basically now the plot of V for Vendetta. Like almost. Do you know what the V for Vendetta plot is? I saw it so long ago. Yeah, same. So it's basically, and again, I'm explaining the plot for V for Vendetta. I am not asserting any conspiracy theories about COVID. V for Vendetta is about these like corrupt politicians and, 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 you know, crony corporate types who manufacture a virus to use as a pretext hmm. to gain authoritarian control of the country. Interesting. So I'm not saying that's literally what happened in the UK. I'm saying it's, it's making people say that because you get the pandemic, which affected everybody. And then you get you, the UK, like they arrest people for jokes. Now, if you try to leave 5,000 pounds. What if you're just sick of the weather, you know? What if you're like... Can't leave. I've had it. I'm going to fix my teeth. Let me get out of here. We're all in this together, Chrissy. <laughs> you can't leave. Dang. This is the crazy thing, too, because I've been hitting up people like, uh, you know, I hit up Count Dankula and I hit up Carl Benjamin. I'm like, yo, when, when can we get you out here? Things are starting to improve over here across the pond. And they're like, if we try and leave, we'll be like arrested and fined. <laughs> Good job. Scary. Get five th and then what happens if you don't pay the fine? I imagine they'll like, maybe like Dankula will just take it from your bank account or they'll arrest you or something. God, I don't know. Get a disguise? <laughs> well, no. How are you supposed to leave? 
You, you go to the airport and they just arrest you. Check this out from the Telegraph. Jeez. People caught without a reasonable excuse for travel will be in breach of regulations from March 29th under new roadmap rules. You got a week. Oh, man. You got a week to leave. I was going to say get out while you still can, but I don't want to I don't want to push anyone. It, look at this. Oh, it's for spring break. Mm, wow. Yeah, well, they call it Easter break. Number 10 indicated the 5,000 pound fine was designed to deter anyone thinking of going abroad for an Easter break mm. in defiance of the ban on foreign travel. It will apply to both Britons and European citizens living in the UK amid fears that anyone going abroad for a holiday or family reunion could import new COVID variants on their return. The only exemptions for, to the travel ban are for work, study, moving house, or attending a major family event, such as a birth, wedding, or funeral. I mean, that's kind of a lot of exceptions, to be honest. Does it say anything about twerking? Uh, <laughs> if you just got Actually, dance. that is allowed. Okay. Yes. If they catch you in the airport twerking, they will not find you. Okay. <laughs> right. They must be going to Miami. Let go. Going to Miami? All right. That's fine. They are part of the government's new regulations enacting Boris Johnson's roadmap out of lockdown and laid in Parliament on Monday. They state that no one may leave England to travel to a destination outside the United Kingdom or travel to or be present at an, an embarkation point for the purpose of traveling from there to a destination outside the United Kingdom without a reasonable excuse. So, like, I guess you could literally be in the airport and they could stop you. Like, why are you traveling? And you're like, for fun, you're under arrest. Really is the meme about needing a license for everything, you know, in the UK. The joke is oh, that in the UK, is. you need a license for everything you do. Jesus. Yeah. Man, I want to, I don't want to dump on people that are British citizens. I feel bad for dump those away. people. Well, they're called subjects, which is crazy. British subjects. Like, are they citizens? Are they subjects? Are, is that, are they both? What the heck? They're a subject yeah, that's weird. to someone? That's so crazy. It's really amazing to watch happen, to be honest, because we've, we've had it pretty bad in, in the US with the draconian lockdown stuff. But I mean, Wow. You can't even leave. It puts it into perspective. And I read somewhere that you can't even leave your house in France without like a paper. I don't know. Yeah. Like a note from yep. your doctor. I don't know. You need some kind of proof that you're supposed to be out of your house. And apparently, I think in Greece, you have to text the cops. Mm -hmm. Or at least they were doing this. You had to text the cops and be like, yo, I'm going to leave. And they'd be like, all right, you're good. Or they'll be like, no, you can't leave. Wow. Yeah, man. That's living in high density. You know what I mean? So if you look at the weird thing about all of this. You look at Europe and it's like basically the size of the U.S., but with 600 million people instead of 330 million people. And then you hear about places like Greece. If you've ever been to France, it's really, really dense in the big cities, but it's just in the cities. So why is it affecting like everybody? Why is like every, everybody in Britain's trapped? You can't leave. I wonder, too. It's like, you, can you go to Northern Ireland? And then if you go to Northern Ireland, can you drive into Ireland? And then once you're in Ireland, are you are you good? This has been one of the weirdest things about the UK. I'm sure people in the UK and uh, in Europe probably understand better. But, you know, Northern Ireland is part of the UK. Ireland is not. So, and because of the treaty that, that I, forgot what, I forgot what it's called. I don't know if it's the Good Friday Treaty or whatever. You, you there's, there's not supposed to be any border checkpoint between Northern Ireland and, you know, Ireland. So then how does that work for, like, the European Union and this lockdown? Could you just drive through and then fly out? Yeah, and then fly out from like Dublin or something or whatever. I don't know what other island Irish cities are there. It oh. Probably helps to just can you know do a lot of accents. You know, you get stopped. You're like, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. Oi, oi. What is that? Oh no, no I'm going to Australia. <laughs> oh no. I, 
Well, it doesn't say yeah, Australian yeah. citizens. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So at what point do people kind of like just lose their mind? <laughs> Maybe they go twerk. Yeah. <laughs> this is the other side of that coin, right? We talk about the, the, the shut, shutting down of Miami due to the twerking pandemic. <laughs> and when you that, that's like the people saying enough and just twerking in the streets. Yeah. But then in the UK, it's the opposite. It's like the, the hardcore lockdown, maybe to stop people from having too much fun. Well, I mean, just from doing anything. I don't know. So crazy. Is, uh, the crazy thing about it is the, 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 the uh, COVID's survival rate. Yeah. 99.95 for ever, for most people, 97.5 for people over the age of 70, yet they just shut down the entire country. You can't leave or they'll fine you. That's weird. Almost the world. They shut down like almost the entire world over this yeah. thing. Well, I mean, I understand. I, 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 I get the pandemic stuff. They're like, hey, there's a pandemic, so we got to restrict travel. It's like, it's like the game Play Inc., you know, and the virus happens, like Iceland oh, yeah. shuts down, and then you're like, how do we get in Iceland? And you can't win the game then. But this is crazy. This is them a year later shutting down their borders and not letting anyone leave with a 99.95%. Yeah. And then wasn't it like 60%, 72% of people that have contracted COVID were overweight or obese? Is that what? 78%. 78. No, who died of it, right? Yeah. People who oh, were that died? died? Yeah. That's, that's crazy, um, man. Like, I, I would be feel weird constricting travel only on obese people. That, that feels wrong. How about you can go, like obese people can travel, but only for going to the gym. Oh, yes, there you go. they or, shut the gyms down. If you're going to, on a hike and you're over a certain, you can't. Oh, no, 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 no. In the UK has been crazy. There was a video where somebody was out in the middle of nowhere early on in the pandemic, and they got stopped by a cop. And the cop was like, "What are you doing outside?" And they're like, "I'm in the middle of nowhere walking." And they were like, "You're under arrest." And then there's another. There was, there was a vi viral photo where the cops were like, "Think you're out for a stroll in the middle of nowhere? We'll find you." Yeah. No joke. And people wow. were like, "What? That's creepy, dude." <laughs> Man, they're they're locking everybody in Britain down. This is what happens if you don't have a constitution. Yeah, they do, right? They have one, but it's not what is the parliamentary constitution or it's something? It's an unwritten, interpretable, vaguely understood quote unquote constitution. And the Queen has all the power at the end of the day. She just chooses not to exercise it. Yeah, she's quitting soon, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Who who's she giving power to? Who's she ceding control to? I have no idea. Charles, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Prince I Charles. It's probably really good for like single ladies who really want to meet like a police officer boyfriend. So they just <laughs> yes. like, go out by themselves, like look really good. <laughs> like, come get me. Like in V for Vendetta. Oh. Like in V for Vendetta. When, uh, what's her name? Evie Hammond. It's, it's Natalie Portman. She, the, 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 they're called the Finger Men. Ooh, and they stop hello. her in the dark alley. <laughs> Sounds good. And they're going to, you know, try to abuse her. <laughs> right. The finger men. That's what they're called. The and then she's like, oh, no, you're a finger man. I didn't know. And then V shows up and he does that speech where every word starts to letter V. That movie's <laughs> great, by the way. I, I'm just wondering at what point any of these people is going to they're going to lose their minds and, and, and do something to counter what the government's doing. Because, I mean, there was a period where there was a large group of British subjects who got really angry and then wrote this big thing to the king like, yo, F yeah. you, we're not British subjects no more. Yep. And we've been doing all right over here for some time. Them over there, they're not, not going so well. It's crazy. Yeah. And all this talk about like different countries makes me realize how little I've truly traveled in my life. How, where have you gone? <laughs> really? Just like Italy, France, uh, 
Canada briefly. Canada Iceland. Count. I went to Iceland only because it was great. basically on sale yeah. like 10 years ago. Oh. Like you'd see the ads like in New York City mostly oh, on the yeah. subway. Like, please, please come to Iceland. Like we know you're going somewhere else, but can you just like stop here on the way? Almost like a desperate <laughs> yep. like girlfriend. Like, please just come visit. Yeah, they had just <laughs> yeah. like uh, overthrown their government and started a new one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2008 because of the banking yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I went in 2008. They, yeah. No, they had that. What's, what's that airline they had? And Iceland Air? Iceland Air? No, was it Wow? Wow Air. Oh, was yeah, it wow? yeah. Uh, and it was airline. like, are you going to Spain? Take Wow Air. It stops for, you know, three hours in Iceland. Because oh. then they want you to spend money at the airport. Shout out to Iceland. I mean, they really, yeah. they actually overthrew their corrupt banking and then like seized control of their government and created a new, more democratic hmm. situation. I don't know about that, cool, though. Yeah. I think what people need to realize about these countries, any one of these countries, particularly Europe, is monoculture creates social enforcement for anything they want. If you've got a tribalistic, dogmatic monoculture, then one person can act as a despot because everyone just says okay to whatever the machine is. Like, you see it with cancel culture. You know, you get someone who's prominent enough to ignite or, like, light, you know, drop, plant that seed of some new idea. And if they're prominent enough, people will just latch onto it and then it works. And that social enforcement causes problems for everybody. That's what makes me nervous about God save the queen, man. And I really, you guys, in England, I'm not doing this it's not personal it just terrifies me that there's this cult of personality surrounding your liege lord like it's crazy that's that true for everywhere with kings bro i know but people love their monarchs some of them i mean yeah but like when i was in, but do you love the monarchy when i was in thailand uh you know like five was oh man like seven years ago now <laughs> when they were doing the whole monarchist versus parliamentarian protests like even the people who were for like a democratic process and with, with, with a prime minister would talk about how amazing the king was. Like, he was a really good dude who helped out people and used his power properly, but it's time to move on. That was really interesting to me. There were some people who disparaged the monarchy, for sure. But then they would always be like, well, but we really do like the king because he's kind of a cool guy. So, like, the king in Thailand would, would use resources to, like, help the poor and, like, teach people to read and, and, and do things like that. So everyone was kind of just like, oh, monarchy sucks, but this guy's kind of cool. But apparently nobody likes his son, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Thailand. Or yeah, like it's that. usually it's a really bad king when it falls apart. King John of England was when they forced the, uh, what was that thing they made him sign? The, the Magna, Magna Carta. Carta. Yep. Basically seized control from the from the monarchy to a bunch of the dukes, and it was like the first step towards democracy. Yeah, and Magna it, Carta was pretty cool. And then they had to duke it out. Yeah, they did. Oh, they, they did. had to. They sure did. <laughs> Etymology. Yeah, That's one way to put it. Yep. Duke it out. Is that where it comes from? Uh, well, I, I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Put up your dukes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. You're right. Was that what it is? It must be. <laughs> no. It's gotta be. Get out of here. Maybe. Yep. All the dukes would go to war, man. What do, you guys, no what do you guys want to do? Do you want to talk about stupid cancel culture? Let's talk about cancel yeah. culture. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll rag on CNN in a little bit. Yes. But I, I want to talk about this thing with uh, with Harry's razors. Oh, uh, yeah. For those who don't know, and I didn't know this, Harry White, Harry, Harry White, Harry's razors sponsored the Daily Wire. The Examiner reports, Harry's razors cancels advertising relationship with a Daily Wire show ostensibly over one Twitter user's complaint. Let me break down for you the stupidity of cancel culture. Michael J. Knowles, he is a podcaster, political commentary guy with The Daily Wire, a Twitter account with two followers, two followers, <laughs> just two. Apparently, it's like his mom and his brother <laughs> tweeted at Harry saying, you you sponsor a bigot, Michael J. Knowles, and he's homophobic and transphobic. So Harry's response saying, we're so sorry, we're going to cancel our sponsor of the show. 
They tweeted, Thanks for bringing this up. We condemn the views in this video, which are inexcusable and at odds with our longtime support of the LGBTQ plus community. We've ended our relationship with this show and are looking into our sponsorships to prevent any values misalignment going forward. Jeremy Boring says, Harry's makes great razors. That's why we've been proud to advertise them for years. We know Harry's doesn't share our values. Who cares? Economic decisions should be political decisions. But now Harry's has decided to declare that conservatives don't deserve great razors. Why are you still calling them great razors? I wouldn't. Like at this point, you're like, well, those razors were garbage anyway. Well, okay, all right. Props to Daily Wire for not being sour grapes. But this is the the crazy reality of cancel culture. An account with two followers tweets to a brand and the brand just goes, all right, I have to wonder. I'm going to make a bold, uh, a bold, um, I'm not going to call it an accusation because uh, I don't want to get sued. I'm going to speculate wildly. Could it be that when it comes to these sponsor spots, these companies know they can't legally exit a contract they want to exit? Uh, yeah. Right. Except for morality clauses, right? So let's say, you know, I sponsor Ian and the contract is like a two year deal where X amount of times per month, Ian will shout out, you know, Tim's fancy water. <laughs> and then there comes a point where I'm like, yo, we're not selling as much as we thought we were going to sell. And this ad deal seems to be a bad deal for us. But we locked in a two year contract with them for sponsorship. We're only I'm only selling one bottle of water every time, you know, Ian does a shout out. But it's costing me as much as 10 bottles of water's worth for the shout out. I'm losing money. Can't break the contract, right? Ah, but what if someone tweets Ian is a bigot? Now I've got a morality clause in the contract saying, oh, well, you know. Wow. Wow. Could basically be a bot account. Yeah, it actually could be. Yeah, it could be a clever way. What if cancel culture, I I, I obviously think there's a lot of cancel culture that's, you know, legitimate psychopaths tweeting stupid things and getting people fired. But I have to wonder if there's a decent amount of fake cancel culture designed to help people escape contracts they don't want to be in anymore and not fulfill their obligations to these other companies. Hmm. Yeah. I would say it must be. Because you thought of it, I mean that doesn't. It's not not proof that it happened, but I mean that's not that doesn't sound that complicated. Um, yeah, Twitter is used for so many different things. Like I remember, like Howard Stern would talk about, like they would have these sort of like, and this is so many years ago. Like basically, they'd have these extra accounts that they would use to to help like get guests on the show by just tweeting at people, and yep. it's kind of like it's controlled, Sock not puppets. opposition, but like you know, it's kind creepy. of manipulation. Yeah. It's creepy, but they do it. They're called sock puppet accounts mm-hmm. where one person will have a bunch of accounts they control. This is different from like a bot, for instance. It'll be a real person behind every account. They'll use different pictures and different names. And so when I saw an account with two followers tweeting this at Harry's, I was like, how did they notice that? Like Harry's has yeah. what, tens of thousands mm-hmm. of followers. And this is the one thing they tweeted about and tweeted at. I think... I think the Daily Wire should do an investigation, figure out, you know, maybe file a claim or something. It's hard to do, though, because Twitter, separate company, never going to give up user data. And, it, and it, it might just be wild speculation. But doesn't that sound just really weird, these circumstances? Yeah, wild. you're supposed to ignore the haters. You're supposed mm-hmm. to, like, especially ones with so few followers. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you this. I am shocked and appalled. And I tweeted about this. And I, I love people are like, I can't tell if Tim's joking or not. Uh, it, Harry sponsors a bull rider and like they made a video where they're like, we're proud to sponsor like the only African-American bull rider in this, you know, field or whatever. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. They're mad at Michael J. Knowles 
for their perceived ideological difference for what they support. But they are taking a very, very hard stance on animal cruelty issues. I'm not saying actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight up. I am no fan of rodeos. I am no fan of bull riding or bull fighting, especially it's brutal. Bull riding isn't nearly as bad. Bull fighting is nuts. And if, I, I think that stuff should be banned. Absolutely. That's legit torturing animals. They blind them. They starve them. Oh. And that, that way you can actually compete with the bull because, you know, these dudes don't have what it takes, apparently. And then they're stabbing the bull. That's just brutal. Bull riding is very, very different. That's like, I don't like the idea of using a bull for entertainment in this, in this way, but I do find it fascinating where they draw the line and what ideology they're willing to support or oppose because animal rights and stuff is particularly left. You know, you've got like Pete and other organizations. That's why I question about whether or not Harry's actually cares about the Daily Wire and whether Michael J. Knowles is homophobic or transphobic and whether or not they're just trying to get out of a contract and they don't really believe it. But either way, I'll tell you this. They're a trash company and I would never use their product. Harry's? Yeah. What is it exactly? I Razors, know. I guess. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Look, man, I don't, I, I, there's one thing I really hate about companies and it's not their ideology. It's more so like spinelessness. You know what I mean? Like if Harry's sponsored uh, uh, a Black Lives Matter guy or whatever, and that was it. And then people complained about it. I'd be like, I don't care. Whatever. Like I was, I was mentioning, I went to Zoomies and they had like the Brandon Taylor thing. And I'm just like, whatever, man. I it doesn't bother me, whatever. People put up whatever signs they want. And sometimes I see Trump riding a tank with like a velociraptor flying, <laughs> jumping in the background or whatever. And I'm just like, I get it, you know. It's the spinelessness. It's that Harry's shows that they can't back up what, you know, what they what they set out to do, right? So they'll sponsor this show and then just, sorry, we're losers. So they had to have known when they signed this deal with the Daily Wire what exactly the Daily Wire was. Ooh. There is no like <sighs> disguising what they what they're all about. And Ben Shapiro talks freely about it. He's like, you know that we're ideologically biased. Like, wow. what would possess them to be like, oh my gosh, someone with two followers tweeted at us. We're gonna notice it. We're gonna take action, and we're gonna sever this deal with this company. That this is a big company. Daily Wire has a lot of listeners and followers. So I don't know what they were thinking with that. No, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean. The Daily Wire is the biggest right-wing yeah. publication, uh, I believe, on the internet. I think so, yeah. No no joke. Like, yeah. they, I think, I don't know how much money they bring in. I've heard crazy th people saying, like, you know, not crazy, but I've heard people saying crazy numbers, like 50 million a year or something, which is probably not m more than, say, Fox News or whatever, but things are changing. And the Daily Wire gets something like five times as many uh, engagements as the most prominent left-wing publication. So there was a report from Newswhip in 2018 that talks about left, you know, partisan engagement on, on, on Facebook. The Daily Wire gets like 137 million per month. Yeah. And The Root, the biggest left-wing publication, got like 25 million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so here's Harry. He's basically being like, we out. Burn we the bridge. Money. We don't, yeah. We, or, or maybe they weren't selling razors. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. I think they no. got razor burned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Remember when Quillette did that thing about toxic masculinity? Yes. No, vaguely. Oh, what was yes. It? Gillette. Oh, Gillette. God. Yeah. Oh, so bad. What was that? That was the Gillette thing? Mm hmm. What was the story? Was so bad. So it they ran like... a couple ads where they were talking about how horrible men were. There was one where they were showing examples of, Things guys do. Yeah, pick like, up a kid. Like barbecuing and be kids and play with each yeah. other. They're a like, Gillette oh, man would, would never kick his wife down the stairs. I don't know. It was just like, it was. it was overly woke. Yeah, super but, woke. But, but no, but also, this is a long time. This is a couple of years ago. Yeah. Look at this. It's like uh, Gillette Me Too Razor's ad on toxic masculinity gets praise and abuse. Huh. It's a bunch of guys grilling with their arms crossed. How dare they? Like, uh, you know, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then there was one where I guess like some kids were fighting. Yeah. And I'm boys like, fought. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Okay. Sure. Fights are bad. But fights happen, I guess. Yeah. We tell people not to fight. You know, when you train people in martial arts, you prepare them for the worst, but you tell them not to get into fights. I get it. But the weird thing about it is like some of the stuff in that ad was just like a guy saw a beautiful woman was like, oh, and he like wanted to walk up to her and then he gets stopped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Uh, this is crazy because it's really bad because a lot of us women like to get hit on in the street. Yeah. Have you, you know. did, did you ever see that that uh, meme where it's like the woman says like cat calling is bad mm-hmm. and then it's a few years later she's like men don't cat, cat, cat call me anymore and now I'm yeah. upset about it. I hate that it makes me sad or something. <laughs> yeah, cat calls while you can, gals. Exactly. It's this not going to last forever. I think don't this, waste is, it. this is actually very deep because it's disturbing. I went through just to, to feel like I shouldn't approach a woman and start talking to her because I'm afraid that she'll think I'm abusing her or something. Mm. No, you have long hair. You can get away with probably yeah. more. Yeah, you bat those this. eyes. Yeah. yeah, bat those eyes. You have eyes. like a barista look so you're less threatened. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. What so 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 the guy in that, that the guy in that Gillette ad who had just like short hair and he looked kind of tall that's that's bad you, you, that oh, guy's yeah. not allowed can't talk to women can't nope what what is a guy supposed to do then when and, and and look don't look at me right when you have these commercials literally being like whoa don't talk to a woman wa- walking around what's you're a woman right for now what, for, <laughs> right so what are men supposed to do when they're told literally don't talk to women you don't know. It's crazy. Tinder. It's, it's yeah. It's really frustrating. It's, Bumble. I think it's making a lot of guys yeah. confused. Um, no, I'm I'm for talking to women, like everything, you know, passing I, notes in the, the hall. I like. It. I don't know. I mean, I have a boyfriend, but it's like, it's okay. It's okay to like express your like for someone or a crush, or it's. I just don't like the way it's heading. But, where a guy guys shouldn't be afraid to talk it, to somebody. Right, right. But it is true that if you're like if you're walking down the street and a guy says, "Nice day." He just literally harassed you and should be arrested, right? I'd be like, by day, do you mean like my boobs or my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Clearly you meant to say, I know this. And you, have you seen that uh, five, what was it? Was it five hours or was it 10 hours of walking through New York as a woman? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like there's one clip where the guy says, hello. And then they show that as though that's toxic masculinity. Like you can't talk to women that way. Interesting. Yeah. So like if you get, if she gets hit on a bunch of times by gruesome dudes, then the one guy was like, hey. Is is just it's by association she feels like he's gruesome because she's over it. Look, man, there there's like some really weird videos. There was one uh, video on Reddit where a guy wearing a hoodie and a mask, he's wearing a mask because he has COVID, follows this woman and she's holding her camera up, filming behind her, and she turns, he follows her the whole time, and then she goes into a skate park and then she walks up to some skater dude sitting on a ledge and she's like, "This guy's following me, help." And then she sits down. They're like, they're like, sit down with us. You're, you're cool. And then she points the camera and he's standing like 10 feet in front of all of these random people. Like there's legit creepo dudes. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. A lot of them are my fans. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. So they'll follow, they'll follow you and yeah. just like stand there in front of you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But then there's like that video about the women walking through New York. And some of these things were like a guy was like, nice day. Howdy. And that's harassment now. That's regular stuff. Don't don't stop saying nice day. I don't know. I think I think it's it's still kind of trendy for certain types of women to get attention by like being victims instead of, you know, like accomplishing stuff. Uh, But aren't you just internalizing your misogyny by opposing the feminist narrative? Was <laughs> it's like I'm um, that gif where like it's like the person in all the math is happening. Like, yep. <laughs> Trying to figure out how you're a bigot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got like, um. Anxiety, like social anxiety as a kid, I had it 
you know, I didn't Aww. have any sisters or anything, so I was always kind of nervous to talk to girls. I can only imagine after this movement of like, don't don't say hello to a girl on the street. Like if I saw that when I was fifteen, uh, it would have been like ten times harder. Yeah, but but think about what that does. So the guys that don't care will still ask the women on the yep. street, and right. they will get dates because the women will be like, hi. Yeah, and the more polite guys are kind of taking themselves out of the running. Yep, and then you get Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. What <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. Is the twerking the opposite? Where like maybe what's happening in the Miami Spring Break thing is that because guys are no longer asking women, the women have to twerk to get yeah, attention. Yeah, make it so obvious. Be like, look, I am literally <laughs> letting out my scent. Yes. Uh, I am <laughs> like ready to mate. Animals. I'm ready to mate. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Can somebody, please put <laughs> some seed in there. <laughs> so because we're suppressing like yep. the sexuality, it's it's now it's exploding out in these in these twerk fests. Yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy thing, though. Like, if guys don't ask women, what do? How do women react to this? I want. It, it's almost like a. It, it's almost like an inadvertent social experiment mm. where forever we've had dudes basically court women. You know, pitch woo. But you, you ever see a video of like? There's this really funny video of these little birds, and they're like they're like little blackbirds, and then the one bird like the male bird is like jumping back and forth and doing this crazy crazy <laughs> dance. Aww. Like, and then and the, the female bird's like looking at him like, hmm. Is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the opposite. Quite the opposite. No, yeah, she's right, like, right, yeah. do I want to have this dancing bird's children? Is his dance that good? Like the dude's trying his hardest. Like, come on, Aww, lady, look at me dance. Cute. You've Very seen you've cute, seen peacocks yeah. and peahens, right? Peacocking, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yo, look at my. Check so, me out. <laughs> so you know, humans clearly have that where the guys like you know trying to impress the woman. Now it's can't do that anymore, hmm. which sucks because there's so many women who love being approached still, and we like and still like don't like to be the aggressors, don't like to be the ones to make the first move. There's still, I mean, I know we're out there. I know it's like not just me. We do exist, but yes. now, so I'm wondering now with like that social norm being changed, what happens to like what's the female response to it? Just I, a I, lot I of like sighing, and then you go buy a vibrator. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> Maybe I mean, like men are in this position where they're told, no, quite literally. Look, look, I get it. Harassment is bad. You know, these videos of these dudes following women and saying awful things to them—that's disgusting. Yeah. But when they include in these videos a dude saying like, "Howdy, ma'am. Nice day." I'm like, that's. You, you can't say that to anybody. I say that to dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if guys are are told you can't say it to women, I don't think the legit response from women is going to be twerking in the streets. Like we are seeing mass twerking in Miami. I think it's something else. Maybe you were right about the vibrator thing or whatever. Sure. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't know if we can speculate. I'm wondering how women respond to this because men are being told socially, if you do this, you are bad. You can get canceled. You can lose your job, all the stuff. There's no restriction on women. So do mm. women now start approaching men, mm. you know? I guess, but like, that's not going to make these women want to approach men. Like if it's in your nature to want to be pursued, to want to be like the receiver, right, of the attention, like I think you're going to be like, all right, I guess I have to do this, but you're not going to like it. You're like, I guess I have to be the one to like talk to a guy. And then it's like, and then you're going to get beaten out over the women that are like more competitive or like more vocal but I wonder, though, I wonder how much it's true that guys don't like women making the first move and women want guys to make the first move and how these relationships will work with this, like, really dramatic and rapid change in the social dynamic, you know? I think I'll still I think women will start to develop like colorful feathers. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Out. yeah, I can see it. Well, we've seen this a little <laughs> bit where um, 
where m- women don't like men who don't earn as much as they do and yes. men hate yeah. earning yeah, less than their counterparts studies out that like yeah. especially millennial women are resentful if they if they make more than and their they man. tend to right yeah. and they yeah. get divorces mm-hmm. yep it's yeah couples where the woman makes more that they're more likely to end a divorce and then like all the fem- feminist you know blogs basically say it's men's fault of course it is i wonder if there's something there too like guys don't write about their feelings no mm. yeah they're yeah. encouraged not to or right. to show them. See, that's the patriarchy, I'm yeah. told. Well, it sounds feminists. like it just sucks for men, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, actually, think about the ramifications of this. So if men don't express their feelings, and that's assuming that's true, then men are less likely to write opinion pieces about their feelings. Yep. I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's true. If feminists, if, if women end up being the ones to primarily write about how they feel about things, then you will see in this static gender neutral format text on paper you know white you know letters on on the screen a story about what is right and what is wrong and i wonder how many people actually read the byline to see who wrote it and consider the the gender of the individual so how often do we hear about hey you know men should not approach women and it's written by a woman but guys when they read it they don't see that part they just see cat calling is wrong and they think cat calling is wrong hmm. i mean i guess if women are saying don't approach women then you've got a problem because women don't want men to approach them but maybe it's just the one percent of feminist women who work in these blogs that are speaking for every woman and then guys don't approach women anymore because like the type of woman who wants to be approached probably is not the same type that's gonna be a blogger yep that's fair yeah what is why why like why I think because if you if you like to be right like if you like to be approached you like to be like whatever the prize You're not going to be like, this is how I feel. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm stereotyping. But no, like, I see what you're saying, though. Like, the people who throw themselves out there versus the people who want to have, you know, attention thrown at them. Interesting. Wow. I think we may have come up with an Cracked interesting it. hypothesis in social yes. dynamics of the modern era. Yeah. The women who are writing the feminist blogs are not the kind of women that want to receive attention. They're the kind of women who want to assert yeah, Control. just like look at who's noisiest on Twitter. Yeah, who does the most canceling? It's like the mouthiest people, and like we forget, like Twitter is not is not everybody. It's just the most vocal group. Mm-hmm. It's like two percent of people actively tweet. <laughs> wow. And so, like one point one percent of them are left, yeah. and then of that, it's like probably like you know the ninety percent of that one percent is far far left. And then there's like moderate liberal and establishment liberal types. But that's like 1% of the country is tweeting this left crazy stuff that's dominating our culture and changing the way we communicate with each other. I think you just got to go live in the middle of nowhere. That's like the solution. <laughs> yeah. You can, you don't got you can just do whatever. I wonder if you consider me active, an active tweeter. I'll do like one a week sometimes. No, that's no. not That's active. inactive. But, but inactive tweeters don't, just don't tweet. So like True. <laughs> in these, they in, follow in yeah. this algorithm of 2% of Twitter users actually tweet. Was that what it was? 22% of Americans have a Twitter account, but only 2%, I think, actively tweet. I wonder if I'd be in that considered in that 2%, even though sometimes no. I won't tweet more than you, you might twice be, a week or once. You might be if they read this, this tests now. I don't think so for the purpose of this so, statement, because when they did it, it was monthly active users. So you might have been considered then. Now they switched to daily. So I don't think you would be considered an active user base today. Okay. But you probably would qualify for the sake of this to clarify. So the and I barely tweet. So you think that if it's a very small percentage of people are considered active tweeters, the ones that are 
really tweeting a lot are probably like a very small percentage because there's probably a lot of people. Dude, like me there are some people who tweet week. like 400 times a day. <sighs> Blue checky feminists, bloggers, just like, it's like at certain points, like, do you have an off switch? Because like, I get it. I hear <laughs> yeah. your feelings, man. But it's like, there's, 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 there's you know, it's possible to, to uh, have a diary. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say to, 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 to give out too much, too much information. Oh, that's that's for yeah, sure. yeah, 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 absolutely. So what's 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 the future that's going to be? What's your what's your prediction on guys not talking to women? Oh, the whole it's social dynamic is changing. That's already been a trend: is like guys being afraid to approach women. But at the end of the day, it's like you can't fight the moonlight, right? That's what spring break is all about. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're still going to have like a certain percentage of guys that are like, "Oh, she looks good. I'm going to go talk to her." You I don't know? think the people who are going to spring break are in this world though. Right? They're probably not tweeting. Yeah, they don't know anything about yeah. this. They're just showing up and going like party. You know, and then they're just like, ns, ns. yes, it's like the weird. Uh, what's this weird group of people that we exist in? This like very active internet yeah. culture debate stuff. Yeah. It's called nerds. Yeah, nerd video. Yeah. There are so many nerds that make yeah. YouTube videos. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like white liberal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Conser- Here's what I feel like. It's kind of like you know, you have New York. Like you, you live in New York, right? Mm-hmm. You do. So you don't fall in line. You don't. You don't fall into the same category as these like ultra woke progressives. Ugh, no. But you are in New York. You're you know. around them. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the real issue, I think, is conservatives sitting back, mocking the left, while there is a faction of people that were supposed to be on the left, not politically homeless, going at it with the woke feminists, but the woke feminist types and like critical race theorists have all the cultural power. It's like right. a weird dynamic. And there's so many people who don't say anything because they don't want to get fired. They don't want to like lose jobs, lose friends. Like we've had a year of basically like left leftist culture glamorizing, you know, stop, break up with your Trump voting boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Stop talking to your dad or your uncle who are conservative. Like, oh, like anybody who watches Fox is a horrible person. Like just it's been OK to just cut off everybody in your family, friends. Um, so I think, right, the politically homeless conservatives that don't want to get fired. Uh, I think it just sort of takes out huge chunks of people from the conversation. Dude, these people thought that they could just join in the mob, right? That when the mob started going around with torches, screaming about bigoted, racist, whatever, some people were like, I know if I hide in the mob, I'll be safe. Hmm. It's not true anymore. So there is that lady, Alexi McCammond, who um, you hear hear about her. She's uh, a female POC. And she was going to be the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. Oh, yes, I heard about this. But 10 years ago, Hmm. she tweeted some disparaging things about Asians. When she was 17. Well, so you're saying she was an adult. I mean, 17's not an adult. She was a minor. Adult enough, I suppose. So uh, basically, these people thought, right, right, right. I'm I'm kidding, by the way. She was 17. (laughs) It's it's, tweets were dumb. But she lost her job. And then the company lost a seven-figure deal. Hmm. So you had a lot of people who were thinking, I will go along with what the mob says. And what the mob was saying at the time was like mocking Asians was okay. Now they're saying it's not okay. And so all these people are now starting to get canceled themselves. So this is the problem with joining the, uh, the woke mob. When the rules change because there are no real rules, they will cancel you because you said racist things. Yeah. Your jokes, whatever. Like you said, talked about white supremacy, and once that becomes taboo and they realize how racist it was, they're going to cancel all the people that were screaming white supremacy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking right. specifically about uh, the, the Asian stuff, right? 
So we were joking on this show that I'm double white because I'm part <laughs> Asian. And so I have like, you know, extra privilege, you know, more, more than whatever. More but than now, me, Tim, you can say it more than me, more than you, Ian. Okay. You white male. <laughs> but now, now we have this big thing about stop Asian hate. And now all of a sudden it's like, now it's actually against the woke rules. So let me show you this, this thing that's going on with this writer. And then uh, we'll just talk about what's going on with more cancel culture stuff, I guess, because why not? Ellery Smith. This is the, the, the big thing happening right now as, as wokeness come home, comes home to roost. You've got this, this writer, she says, uh, what is it? A witch from hell with references, writer at Robot Chicken, producer and host. But she tweeted in 2013, who knows how old she was. She said that home, she said she tweeted homemade pod tie. And then she said she did not put her cat into it though. <laughs> and so I got the joke. I think the problem with it, that joke, is that no one accuses Thai people of putting their cats in their food. <laughs> that, was a, that, that was a joke about stereotyping Chinese people and Chinese restaurants in America. So it's just awful writing. If, if she should be canceled, it's because she's confusing her tropes and, and her stereotypes. Just terrible. Come on. Right. It would, have been, it would have made more sense. Like, oh, making Thai food. I'm not going to put a seven-year-old boy in it i don't know i don't have no idea <laughs> don't people make isn't the thing people make fun of like oh you go to thailand to get a kid i don't know other, oh i see i see gross things. Yeah. well like you're, you're a comedian don't you have to like research what you're talking about before yeah. you just try it helps it does it help helps. Yeah. like it didn't work just now so yeah yeah you see like could you imagine a comedian getting up there and just like saying something that was just made no sense and no one understood and it wouldn't hit and you would learn your lesson and you would adjust and you don't really get that with twitter even if you don't get a lot of likes or retweets like there's people who just they don't learn the lesson like oh that wasn't funny or that wasn't yeah. clever here's the problem with this with with this woman specifically so i normally don't like to call out the individuals by name i try to focus on the ideas but this is important because she tweeted on uh I, just a few days ago about a week ago remember when someone had their snl offer revoked after using an anti-asian slur and so many people thought it was an overreaction. Hateful language begets violence. Hateful jokes beget violence. They minimize and they dehumanize and they allow for the normalization of terror. Huh. This is the perfect example of this woman. She's a writer at Robot Chicken, mind you. Like, Robot Chicken does offensive comedy, okay? Wow. They're fine. I, I'm fine. Robot Chicken's fine. But uh, it's, it's Seth Green's show. He's the voice of Chris on Family Guy. Family Guy is like the epitome of racism, you know, right, I shouldn't say racist, right, racist jokes and like stereotypical humor and stuff. It's fine. I get it. It's Family Guy. They're jokes. It's funny. What she's trying to do is duck and keep her head down in the mob. Well, now they've come for her. Now they've pointed out her own tweet. She could have just shut up and stayed uninvolved, but she decided to join the mob to protect herself. And it's only made her more, more vulnerable. Now, here's the here's the best part. She's responded twice, and she keeps making it worse. Yeah. Just stop. She says, I posted a tasteless, racist tweet when I was 17. It was disgusting and normalized the exact kind of violence I meant. Luckily, I have been willing, able to grow in the past eight years, so I look a lot more like the girl on the left than I do on the right. She blocked anyone from replying to this. Hmm. It didn't work. People started coming after her saying, so she admits she's racist. She admits that this is who she is. Well, much like a person in quicksand, struggling and frantically trying to get out and then only sinking quicker. Actually, I don't think that's true about quicksand. That's probably just like from a movie. <laughs> you got to lay on your back if you're in quicksand. Is quicksand even a real thing? Yeah. yeah I stepped in it once. Really? Went like up to my thigh. It was crazy. And you couldn't get out? It, it got, I pull, tried to pull my leg out and my shoe came off. Yeah. Whoa. But I, I wasn't very deep. Imagine oh, how many wow. people like putting their 
junk in the quicksand. Like no, that would be would, awesome. Then you're that would be awesome. Then you're, you're like, laying Ooh. down. Like, how are experimenting? All right. Yeah, you lay, get a stick and put it behind you, and then lay back on it if you can. My my friends, really? I would I would I would like to describe what we're about to show you as someone setting a fire in their own home, hmm. then getting called out for it, panicking and setting another fire in their own home <laughs> and then burning their home down. So bad. So this writer for Robot Chicken, after getting, you know, attacked for being racist, then saying, yes, yes, you know, she knows she's racist and then getting attacked even more, decided the best thing to do is to triple down yes. on her uh, admitted racism by saying, go, girl. the things I said, yeah, go. The things I said in 2013 and in instances both before and after are incredibly racist and yes, violent. Bingo. They contributed to an ongoing and longstanding culture of danger and hatred. They are not excusable at any age, wow. and I am deeply sorry. Wow, talk about, I accidentally burned my house down, and now I'm going to immolate myself. Ugh. That'll help. Yeah, don't throw me a bone. <laughs> I deserve it. Goodbye, world. <laughs> she, she, she tweeted a stupid joke in 2013 that Teenager. was just a dumb joke. Then, <laughs> eight years later, someone calls her out, so she panics calls herself a racist. Ugh. Then when she gets called it again, she panics and calls herself a violent racist who is unworthy of any of, of any excuse. Okay, dude. She needs to step down from her job. She yeah. needs to quit. It's the only way. All of these people must quit. Now, now I'm not racist. I can't be because I'm part Asian. Now, right. As for the two of you, I don't know. I don't think I'm racist. Well, you're white. I don't know. Those are the rules. I make them up. That's true. <laughs> Oh God! And if you deny if you deny you're racist, that proves you're racist. That's actually part of the whole thing they're, they're yeah, pushing. Yeah, I like talking right. about race as like scientifically and like what do they call it? Race um oh that's racist. Yeah, well it's racial, but that's different than racist. Yes, racial. and there's like racism with a small R and then racism with a big R, where it's like you might talk about race and, and that's racist with the the adjective, but. If you're not hating on it, then you're not being like a big R racist. No, 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 no. No matter what you say, at any point, for any reason, anywhere, Ian, you're white. You're racist. Period. Done. That's uh, how. That's the rules. So good at this. Those, <laughs> Do I get yeah. some kind of ginger immunity? Like, am I? Yeah. No, I think gingers point. are like ultra white. Hey, whoa. Okay. Oh no, aren't they? Isn't there like a thing where like they're replacing gingers in movies with POC? Are they what? Really? Like I a, a, oh, no. That was like a meme. How like, much more colorful can you be? Exactly. Like there, there, yeah. there was a, there was a meme about it where there was like three Disney movies or something where like they had ginger characters and then they replaced them with Aww. like non-white characters and people were like they're coming for the gingers or whatever. That makes yeah. me sad. No, I think there's something about ginger that's like they say that you're like double white or something. Super white, yeah. Like super white. My favorite kind of tuna when I get sushi. There you go. Super oh yeah, white, white tuna. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's very super great. white. It's, it's great. Super what white. is it that makes it ginger? Like what do you know what the chemical is? I don't know. Something about not having a soul mixed yeah, in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it just mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah. I think aren't aren't people with like red hair more um responsive to radiation, but or uh, Oh yeah, you get sunburns. Yeah. Like sun <laughs> yeah, is bad. True. Oh yeah, you can yeah. tan. But like what you less... can see in the dark. Right. And you're crazy. So that yes, helps. so I'm go. told. Yeah. Okay. People with blue eyes can see better in the dark than people with brown eyes. Really? I can yeah. see really good in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Do you have blue eyes? Yeah. Oh. And I was in Dallas when the, all the black ads happened because I was performing at a club out there. And I just got really used to walking around the hotel in the dark. I was like, this is great. I know where I'm going. That's crazy. No so what, what can we do to encourage all of these woke people to quit their jobs? Just quit. Just 
get out. You know, they just going to do it to themselves. Yeah. You know, they can they can quit faster. You know what I mean? They could. Yeah, they could hire a person of color to replace them. That would be, I think, the noble thing to do. That's way. Yeah. They never do that, though. They really don't. Yeah. They talk a big game. But then when it comes time to, like, actually replace them with someone who would represent what they claimed to be for. Yeah. Radio silence. Just crickets. Can I say I'm going to I'm going to take the uh, the alternate route and say I don't want them to quit. Because it's like, do you want to heal the organ or cut mm. the organ out? And often cutting the organ out is a, is a drastic What if the thing. organ is woke, though? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Massage the organ. You know, get I the have a woke flowing. liver. It's like gangrenous. Yeah. yeah. I don't my, know. My, my, my woke liver, every time you drink it goes, <laughs> I don't know. I think drinking is okay. Unless, unless you're drinking the wrong kind of drink. Like oh, right. if you're white and you drink tequila, that's like your oh, liver gets tequila. mad. Like, whoa, that's oh, cultural really? appropriation. Oh, yeah, that's good to know. woke stomach and you eat like uh, veal, it's like, really? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. We, we talked about this with Harry's. Do the woke really care about animal rights? I don't think so. God, who knows what about- they, they just care about, like whatever's in the moment, whatever serves them in the moment. I don't think they care about anything. I mean, like, yeah. this woman who is a- accusing herself of being a violent racist is probably one of the funniest, like, self-owns I have ever seen. It's like, dude, lady, just shut up. Oh, my God. Calm on down. Yes. Yeah. Like, you didn't do anything. Nobody cares. You got people tweeting at you. It's like 30 people. So what? And she just keeps making it worse. Yeah. It's always the people that say, oh, words are violence. It's like, you've never been in a fight, have right, you? Exactly. <laughs> like, that words are words. No, 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 That's no. That's they're... exactly why they think it. Right. Think about it. Like, have you ever been in a physical fight? Yes. All right. So you understand what violence is. Yeah. If you've never been in a fight, the worst pain you've ever felt is when someone called you like a doo-doo head. <laughs> so here's this, 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 this Ellery woman, you know, and she's probably growing up in some like affluent, you know, New York suburb or whatever. It's a job. Well, I don't know. Probably California writing for Robot Chicken. And so now the worst thing she's ever experienced was when, you know, a girl at her high school called her fugly. And then all of a sudden she was like, <gasps> and like hyperventilating, like this pain. What am I feeling? I was called the name. And then she's like, wow, is that how other people feel when they're insulted? Some people, yeah. So that's why she's like, it's violence to say that. Meanwhile, if you've ever been punched in the face, you're like, I don't care what you call me. Just don't punch me in the face. <laughs> right. You know what's really bothering me is her twisted humor is basically what got her the job with Robot Chicken, no doubt. Like that was, it's run by the dude from Family Guy. Who's one of the most? Yeah. It's one of the most racist comedy shows on the, I don't, on the I, TV. I don't, I don't think I, I would say stereotypical humor. Yeah, like racial humor. Their intent isn't to be like they're not intending to be racist. It's not to right. harm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's to make fun of everybody and they're like all the races. No, not anymore. Oh, well, they announced not? they wouldn't make fun of gay people anymore. Oh, so like they've clearly decided some things are off limits, which is really interesting. Because then, what about making fun of Jewish people is okay to the writers of Family Guy? You know what I mean? Like when they were saying, we'll make fun of everybody. I'm like, I get it. We make fun of everybody. Dave Chappelle does it. Joe Rogan, Ricky Gervais. We, we, we poke fun at everybody because, you know, we want to show we're all on equal footing. We're all worthy of criticism. When Family Guy says, nah, 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 not some groups. We're like, so you think it's okay to mock some groups of people, not others? Now you're getting into creepy territory because now I'm kind of like, what do you? It makes it worse. How do you actually feel? Because, because look, you know, I, I point, I brought this up in, uh, a segment I did earlier today. There is this super like there's there's this voice actress named Tara Strong. I think it's her name. And uh, she does like Harley Quinn from Batman. She's like Timmy Turner. She's also uh, she's also done voices for Family Guy. And she did this one really racist Asian stereotype making fun of women, female like Asian women. And I'm like, 
This is this is a woman who on Twitter screams all day and night about like Trump being bad and bigotry and all the stuff. Meanwhile, she's done a ton of really offensive racist stuff. Like she was also on Drawn Together. Super racist stuff. And I'm like, yo, lady, like, I don't care if you voice these characters, you want to make jokes. But then how are you going to go on Twitter and act like that's wrong when you literally do it? Well, that was her job, you know. It was okay. <laughs> no, but here's the point. It was okay back then. Making fun of these people was okay back then. Well, that's all changing now. Hmm. All right. So let's cancel Family Guy. Let's cancel, you know, Drawn Together was already canceled, but we'll get that off. We'll get it all off the air. Uh, Robot Chicken, you're gone. Uh, what what, what else is getting purged? South Park. Oof. Oh, man. Yeah. South Park's got to go. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons? Think they'll no, but, I, the but, but, but think, think about it, right? So I'm joking when I say this, but they're probably hoping that's the result. Hmm. Like the woke want to get rid of all this stuff. They want to just like destroy culture and, and, and have like this, you know, revolution. So they're probably super excited at the idea of Family Guy getting canceled you know, because they done a bunch of racist jokes. I get that it's stereotypical not, jokes. Like making people the butt of your joke is not the right. It's not my favorite kind of humor. Like it's easy to to tear someone down and get a laugh by everyone else, but but and like it's it's more challenging to make everyone laugh with just some you know idiosyncrasy you notice about reality. That's my favorite kind of humor. I think wasn't so it, I see why they they don't want it anymore, but. But canceling this, just canceling it outright seems so ridiculous. It's so misplaced because like in a comedy club, like you could totally roast a, a guy. If you're a comic, you can roast anybody at the show and it would and it would crush and it would be great. And then you leave. Oh, what a great show. Called the guy gay in the front row with a pink shirt. Everybody would laugh. It's like there's just easy things. And it's kind of just like uh, these feelings are misplaced now because it's all in our pocket. And people who aren't seeking out comedy, who aren't funny, who have no sense of humor, it's like, well, now I'm looking at it and I can give my opinion right away. And I feel like I have the power to destroy this thing or this person. It's almost like people who, you know, don't have a great sense of humor are being exposed to comedy and they just like don't know what to do with it. They're weirdo robot people. Yeah. I don't know if it was Ryan Long who told us this, but uh, it might have been. But you can tell me what your thoughts are having done comedy. I think it was Ryan, but I'm not sure. So I don't want to put words in his mouth. But we were being told that when you're doing comedy and you're ribbing on like some group of people, not like based on race, but like if you're talking about motorcycle riders, there will be like, you know, some people in the corner be like, oh, like make fun of us, make fun of us. Yeah, like, people yes. like it. That you're you're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself if you haven't laughed at a racial joke. Even the most woke people, like right now, are in a room somewhere like, making fun of white people. White people mm-hmm. do this. It's like we've yep. all laughed at another group, and we wouldn't laugh if it if it wasn't kind of true. Well, humans. I, I was reading about stereotypes in comedy, and they were saying that humans recognize patterns, but patterns aren't always correct. And one of the things that kind of makes it funny is recognizing what seems to be a pattern that's not necessarily correct, right? So we have we have this card game called Right or Racist. All right. So Cassandra got it for me for my birthday, and uh, it's an okay game. I'm not going to say it's the best game in the world. I think it's fun. And uh, shout out to the, the, the you know the people who made the game hit me up because we because we showed it before. But it's 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 good in that it asks you a sta- a question or makes a statement, and they have to determine if that statement is true or if it is a stereotype. <laughs> and what makes the game funny is so when hard. sometimes the stereotypes are true, and so it asks you a question, and it'll be like, I won't I won't give an actual question from the game because YouTube will ban me. But some of them are intense. Yeah. Some of them are intense. I'll be like, dude, that is ra- so racist. Well, but you're, like, you're, it's true. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa. But here's the point of the game. It's like it'll say something about women, and then who's going to be brave enough to assert that it's true? Like, 
Because then when it's not true, it's like, ah, you're racist or whatever. And, or well, I guess stereotypical because women, you're not racist against women. But that's what the, what's funny about it is that it'll say like, a study found that X percent of people from India do this one thing. And then everyone's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like that's true, but is that racist? I know you feel so racist when you say true. Sometimes. And then, but what happens is people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to sound racist. So I'm, I'm going to say it's not game. true. And then you flip it over and it's like, it is true. And you're like, oh, geez. Like I have been in a lot of smelly cabs. Oh God. What am I going to say? <laughs> yeah. But there is, there is a, a question about cab drivers in New York and their, and their ethnicity, mm-hmm. the national origin. And then it asks you if it's true. I do think there are some issues with question formatting because I think, you know, it could have been done better. But it's a really good idea for a game that is really funny when people are forced to, like, you lay down a card and the card says it's right. So everyone gets to see you saying that stereotype is true. But that's that, the, the point I'm making is what's funny about that game is what, what's funny about the jokes on Family Guy, right? So there was a, a, a joke they made. Where like, uh, I'm allowed to say this joke by the way because I'm part Asian. Okay? okay, you guys can't say these jokes. Oh. You're not allowed. Yeah. I, that's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 Alex Borstein who is the voice of Lois, and they say something like, "That's worse than an Asian woman driving or something, or trying to perform a lane change." I don't know what it is, but she's driving and she's like, "How how many how, uh, uh, how much turn signal do I need to make an, to change eight lanes? Zero? Okay, <laughs> I'll turn now. Good luck, everybody else." And then she just drives across the highway, and everyone crashes, and all the cars are exploding. Okay. Clearly, that's not a real thing, but they're making a stereotypical joke about, you know, Asian women being bad drivers, which I don't know if there's any data to back that up, but it's a joke. That's it. I, I, I've never looked at these jokes. Like when I watched, I, I used to, I used to be, uh, uh, I would say, well, I'll put it this way. I used to be a fan of a lot more celebrities until I saw them tweet. Yeah. Right. But when I saw the joke from Family Guy where they make fun of Asian women, they basically make fun of Asian women for having small tits and it's Tara Strong who's doing it. And she's like, you know, very hardcore TDS. I'd never cared. Tit derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. <laughs> well, no, but like, but like, you know, when when they're on Twitter and they're like, "I'm so woke," and we're all the best, most noble people, and I'm Resist. like, dude, the conservatives aren't the ones in Hollywood making these racist jokes all day. It's you guys. That's the problem: is the double standard, the hypocrisy. I never had a problem with jokes about Asian people, I guess. And then when I say that, the woke people are like, "Well, it's because you're white." And I'm like, well, I never have a problem with jokes about white people either. It's the it's the hypocrisy. You're like, racist jokes are wrong, but white people, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't get to do that. The only wrong joke is the joke that no one laughs at. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe they're just not funny people. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Uh, For six years, I hosted a show at the Stonewall Inn, uh, and, and it was a great show. And then, but I was noticing like, oh, I'm not getting like a ton of, I don't know, like, fans coming to my other shows or like i'm not getting a lot of followers and then as i grew older and my sense of humor developed and you I realized it was because you were a up. woman and men are bad people <laughs> yeah and i was like what is this am i not <laughs> i realized i wasn't a bisexual i just was fun at parties so um and then i eventually like got older my sense of humor changed i like realized i was libertarian and then i like got a show on compound media and i'm like oh wow and like these people love comedy they're showing up to shows they're following me they buy our merch it's like oh these people just like comedy so i was reading this article about a woman who became a comic and then quit because she was like men didn't laugh at my jokes because they're bigots i'm like no no like legit and i'm like funny Yeah. yeah you're just not funny dude you know that's the weird thing. There, did you ever see? Did you, did you ever see that thing? There was a woman who dressed up like a man. Do you ever see that? She mm-hmm. she was doing stand up, 
And she thought the reason guys wouldn't oh, laugh. Oh, yes. People would, she thought the reason people didn't laugh at her jokes because she was a woman. So she dressed up like a guy and then did the set and <laughs> nobody laughed. And then her boyfriend was like, she left crying. Oh. And she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, I'm sorry, babe. And it's like, maybe you're just not funny. Yikes. And was that Bonnie McFarlane and Rich Voss? Yeah, yeah, I know those. I know those guys. Was that was like a real? Was that real? Was that legit? I think it was. It might have been part of a, a documentary. I think yeah. like women aren't funny or women aren't <laughs> women funny. Aren't you know? funny. <laughs> it wasn't a good example. It's, it's at least like yeah, try that with a more like a manlier set. But yeah, did you? Wh- who was it? Was it Richard Dawkins who said women aren't funny? <laughs> a lot of people say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. It may have been Dawkins, and he and I I I, I could be wrong. But there, it, it, he was saying like women aren't funny because they don't need to be funny. It's true. Men, what have I been wasting all this time? <laughs> right? Well, the, what are you doing? The, what he was saying is that like from bio, from a biological standpoint, men are trying to attract women by asserting dominance, by entertaining, yeah. and women don't have to do that, so they didn't need to be funny. True. It's like they're like peacocking. Yeah, like, it's true. I, I noticed yeah. with um, physical comedy, it it helps if you have short hair or like no. Moment, nothing like distracting from the face when you move because if you turn your head real fast and this is like flopping it distracts everybody but if it's just one f- flashy movement then you can like snap get people like Jim Carrey was so good because his hair was always like static like oh. it's one so maybe that's women with long hair are, is distracting the there's audience there's a lot that you have to uh, figure out when you're like a, a girl doing comedy because I had a, a a point where I was like I was showing more cleavage on stage I was wearing tighter dresses right, and I remember it would work. I would get advice from people being like you know you should really wear like a jacket and pants and like you know like legends of comedy like this one woman Gladys like she's a lot of people look up to her for comedy advice and she's like you need to wear like a jacket with shoulders and pants and I was like are you talking about Ellen in the 90s that's how I have to dress I just couldn't do it because I like I just didn't want to I wanted to be myself on stage but I would realize like you look at the crowd and you're like you see people getting distracted you see somebody like looking at your tits like you see a woman being like oh it's is my guy like laughing right. too hard at her? You're like, okay, these are distractions that I can limit without like uh, tossing away who I am yeah. as a person. I like that. So what do you guys think about stereotypes going forward? You think it's gonna? I think they're we gonna last? Keep them. You think yeah. so? Yeah. You know, you know what I, you know what I think about women in comedy is that I wonder if women are trying too much to be like men, and so they model their comedy after offer. Uh, uh, they model their comedy off of a guy's style instead of finding their own style. I was thinking this because I, I saw uh, Nikki Glaser. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. I love her. When she roasted, Al- I think she roasted Alec Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was some of the best comedy She's good. ever seen. But the way her demeanor was, was very feminine, was very stereotypically like woman. Yeah. And it was an interesting way. She was like, she almost, like the, the way she talked was not like a guy. It was like a woman and I'm like, man, I started thinking about it. I'm like, maybe that's one of the, one factor, perhaps, that there will be a lot of women who try to give, they try to deliver their humor in the same way they saw a guy do it, not realizing that socially it doesn't necessarily make sense the same way when a guy would say it. Absolutely. Like, I'll see a lot of women comics and they'll either do that thing you're mentioning, Tim, like, well, they'll try to deliver or do jokes, like edgy jokes, like they think a guy would. Oh, because 
these these guys get successful this way and I want to be successful so let me follow that model and then you have other like comics girl comics starting out and you're like well I have to be like Amy Schumer I have to be oh. like Whitney Cummings I have to be super left <laughs> no. and I was that way when I started just because that all my friends were liberals like I was a liberal coming out of college so I just was like alright this is what I have to do like lean into the feminism stuff talk about how much men suck and uh, so I think you feel pressure starting out to either go that way and the ones that break ahead of the pack and become successful are the ones that like are true to their selves and they're true to their voice because an audience can tell when you're like not comfortable in your own skin. right and the thing about amy schumer is that she makes disgusting jokes that are like not yeah. really jokes yeah you know yeah and she's, she's not like, even doing stand-up anymore i mean mm. she's just selling mayo <laughs> thank god really <laughs> she was in a mayo commercial yeah. in the super bowl hey well good oh. for her she made money right yeah, yeah. she's doing what she, she has like her, her her kind of humor was basically just like <sighs> talking about her junk uh. Right, right. Like to be graphic for the sake of being graphic, you know. Like, yeah. Even, it, again, like if it's funny, people will laugh. But uh, right, that maybe was like okay, maybe she's forced. But I think I think that's another case of women trying to take men's comedy and be like, I'm going to do it this way because this works for guys. I'm going to be dirty and gross and raunchy and talk about stuff that no one wants to hear about. My goodness, I and then it'll well, work for me. When when Nikki Glaser was roasting Alec Baldwin, she was gross. What did she say? Like, um, we'll keep this one family friendly, but she said that uh, Alec Baldwin's reproductive fluid must be like oatmeal at this point. That's different. <laughs> but like, did she talk about his bald twins? Reproductive fluid? You mean <laughs> alcohol? Yes. Reproductive fluid. <laughs> yes. That's what just mean. for the just for the for the for the for the people who have families out there who are, who you know for whatever reason have their kids listening. Hey, we we do all right with the Whiskey. family friendly stuff. We try, but but it was like it was her delivery. It was her attitude. Right. It was yeah. the way she was explaining it. It was like, I believed she was genuine, like you yeah, were saying. Yeah, like a sassy broad instead of like trying to be like, uh, like one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's fair. That's a good point. That reminds me of another family guy joke where they're, he's like, you know, he, they're like, that's almost as bad, or whatever the callback thing is, <laughs> as like that one woman hanging out with the guys trying mm -hmm. to prove that she's a sports fan. Oh, yeah. And it's like guys just sitting there with their eyes half closed, like drinking beer. And there's the woman going like, I like sports. Sports are awesome. Aren't sports great? Football. Yeah, you guys like sports. And it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Like, you like sports. That's just not how people act, you know? Well, because like women, you have the tendency to like people please. And like you pick up what other people like. So you're like, oh, I want to like what they like so that they like me. And then you right. grow up and you realize like, oh, just, just do you. And have your tits out and guys will like you. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. It'll it be works. fine. And then you could just stand there, not tell jokes, and then guys will eventually start giving you money. You yeah, know what? Great. Maybe, <laughs> maybe actually there could be a place specifically for women yeah. who have, have mastered this, you know, speechless form of entertainment <laughs> where they're showing their bodies. Right. We could put like, you know, make, to make it so easier for them to move around, we could put a pole on the stage. Yeah. Some sort of okay. club. So everyone can see club. them equally. Yeah, you know, exactly. So that, the, that, that your view the, of the woman is not. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And the guys just give the woman the, the women the money directly. Yeah. Like so throwing quick, the money easy. on the stage. Yeah, just straight to yeah. them. No middleman. Take the money. Yeah, taxes. Love it. That's pretty stupid. Maybe libertarian. Put it like on an item of their clothing. That right? is yeah, sure. They like don't fold it, it in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that is that is kind of sad for like uh, I shouldn't say sad, but that is a factor for women in entertainment because because I remember there's this YouTube channel where this woman plays guitar. She plays acoustic guitar and she sings. Oh yeah. Millions of views. And so this was years ago. I was looking. I you know got recommended this video and I'm like, oh, it's really great. You know, rendition of like I don't know Eleanor Rigby or something. And then I noticed like early videos from her had no views at all. Just like very little, a couple hundred. And then all of a sudden, one day, 
boom, hundreds of thousands, 500,000, then million, million, million. She plays acoustic guitar. And one thing changed from that video with no views to the video with hundreds of thousands. And you know what it was? Implants. Cleavage. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, you went a little, wow. little, 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 little overboard yeah, on that well. one. <laughs> Not that far. No, she just started wearing low cut tops. And then her boobs were on top of the guitar when she played oh, right front and center. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, views wow. skyrocketed. Why do you think I'm wearing this top, Tim? I'm trying to get your views up. I'm trying to get my views up. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. Tune in. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Is that how do you what do you how do you feel about that? Because I know it was probably a bunch of feminists who are screaming. Tits sell everything. That's true. 100%. People are motivated by tits. You know, like people work harder because of tits. It's magical. People build things because of tits. That's right. Civilization. Even as a guy, I would notice when I made videos shirtless, they'd get way more views. Oh, this is, I love this one. I love this. It was like, uh, okay, Cupid, when they used to put out the data sets, they don't anymore because they'll get, (laughs) they'll get canceled if they do. But it was like, you have all these women that this is, this is also an interesting uh, uh, factor in the social aspect of how all this stuff works. We're talking about how women respond in terms of social norms and stuff. All of these women on OkCupid were putting things in their profile like, if you're a guy and you're not wearing a shirt in your picture, don't bother messaging me. And then OkCupid put out this data and they're like, actually, they say that, but they're substantially more likely to respond to a guy not wearing a shirt. They were like, the women who put in their profiles, don't bother messaging if you're not wearing a shirt, are more likely to respond to a guy who has a a photo with no shirt on. Like, I'm not going to ask for it outright, but like, if you can sell it, I'll be on your profile. That's that's so crazy though. So why would these women put that on their profile if they didn't mean it? Because they're not trying to. They're trying to sound more cerebral. They're trying mm-hmm. to sound like they don't care about looks in your body. And you're like, oh, I just lie. I just want a nice guy. No, we effing don't. <laughs> I wonder though. So uh, I, I heard once that women don't wear makeup and dress up for guys. They do it for other women. Eh, so I mean, I've heard that too. But I think like. It's true. I don't dress up uh, for sleepovers. Like, I don't dress up and, like, have my boobs. I had to go, like, shopping with a girlfriend. Like, if I was going to hang out with Lydia all day, I wouldn't, like, be Here wearing a, a push-up bra. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But, like, what about single women? They probably would. So it's probably trying to, tra- to attract guys, I guess. Yeah. I think when you're single, you always try to... Because, like, I always remember my mom would tell me when I was single, she'd be like, you never know. You know? Like, you just dress <laughs> up if you're going to the deli. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You might get a half a pound of turkey and a, a salami if you're yeah, good. Go. You know? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's a well, strategy. That, that's actually, I think, a pickup artist thing, though. They say, don't pick up women in bars. Mm-hmm. Oh. You pick up women at the deli. For sure. Because then you find, hungry. like, a regular normal woman stuff. who's just doing normal things. Whereas, like, the bar is going to be people looking for a good time, not necessarily looking for a legitimate relationship. True. And the laundromat, that's something they say, too. Go to the laundromat. Yeah. Or, like, a church Post or office. something. Yeah, yeah church library. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to get the an arranged pulpit. marriage for dog, your daughter. Dog yeah. parks. Church, yeah. Dog parks. <laughs> dog park, yeah. yeah. No, but, I, you know, not to disparage church, people are probably going to mad at it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you're not going to find, uh, you're going to find regular people doing regular stuff going on about regular things. So maybe really the deli, the deli the thing was good advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comedy shows, good too. Like, yep. if you like to laugh and you like girls who like to laugh. Yeah. How would you, how would you say, like, the wokeness has affected the, the, the comedy scene? It's been really interesting. Like, it's always kind of been an irritant over the last few years. But uh, the, the last year in the lockdowns has really, it's been really fascinating because uh, the woke, like, 
liberally comics they kind of they'll perform mostly it would be new york and it would be la and everything in between is a flyover state that doesn't deserve our time our energy our effort like they're they're all just dumb americans right so, so that's where you let out the real racist humor just totally go in <laughs> right it. so like well comics just perform in new york and la move usually because everything else is not worth their time and so what what have we seen happen? Like the woke cities are, are staying closed the longest. And all the while the woke comics have not developed their chops performing in the rest of the country. So guess what? Like the, the non-woke comics have been crushing it over the last year. Like me and all my buddies at Compound Media, like we're, we talk about this all the time. Like we're, we're having a great year. Like we're getting more work because we're performing all over the country and we haven't ruled out, you know, any particular state or city. Um, and we're developing our fan bases. And, and now it used to be way back when, like the woke comics kind of had an, had an edge because they would be more likely to book for like Colbert or Fallon or they'd get a Comedy Central special. And, uh, now it seems like your following has replaced, in a sense, like your credits. So if you have a big enough following through like your podcast or whatever, and you can fill a room or a venue, um, that club is going to be like, yeah, we want, we want you instead of, you have this, you know, you have a Letterman uh, credit or you have a Fallon credit from years ago, but nobody's You're not going to make me any money. Yeah, you have no Twitter engagement. You have no following. Like, people don't really care about you, in a sense. So... Who, who are some of the people at Compound Media? Oh, that... I mean, uh, Aaron Berg is right. really great. Uh, Gino Bisconti is really great. Um, uh, Pat Dixon's a comedian that performs there, too. Uh, Don Jameson, Jim Florentine was just on. We had comedians at the compound uh, out of New Jersey at Tiff's Ale House this past Friday. It was so great. It's just... Uh, and Compound Media is a subscriber base, so it's kind of nice. There's no like fear of cancellation because everybody who subscribes like loves comedy, and nobody's nobody's out to do like a gotcha. What, um, what is Compound Media? Is it like um like a multi-channel network kind of for a group of comedians? Uh, it's subs? Anthony Cumia's network. So if you heard oh, of like yeah. Opie and Anthony, yeah, um, from Sirius. So it's Anthony Cumia's network. He started like maybe five or six years ago. Um, just a place to have his own show. And then he brought on, he was co-hosting with Dave Landau for a while and Dave just left to, to do Crowder's show. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. um, yeah. But I mean, Anthony is not a stand-up comic, but he is funnier than so many comics I know. You got, you got me really optimistic right now. Yes. Let's, 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 let's think you about some of these be. factors, right? I love it. The anti-woke comics are, are doing great. I mean, uh, Ryan Long, for instance, yep. Tim Dillon, Andrew Schultz, they're mm -hmm. just skyrocketing. You've got these these other writers, you know, like this Ellery woman, canceling themselves, <laughs> publicly declaring that they themselves are violent racists. Wow, that's going to help you get work in the future. Congratulations. Then you have the hubs of wokeism shut down where they can't even work anyway. So it sounds like the good guys are winning. The people who enjoy humor and understand context and are not part of the cult are succeeding, gaining followers, making money. And the wokeness is eating itself and burning to the ground. For sure. And the audiences that that have come out to see me in like the last year, it's like they're appreciative. They want to be entertained. They want to laugh. It's like they almost it's like they don't care. It's like it's almost like the racial jokes are, are doing even better. And like it's freeing. It's so freeing. Like, I, yeah, we were in um, New Jersey on Friday and I just was like <laughs> just <laughs> saying a lot of wrong stuff. It's getting huge laughs. Um just telling people they look like proud boys like things that you don't think will hit every it, we're we're crushing that's great um rogan mentioned this quite a bit that like comedians are the last bastion of sanity in like any kind of culture war and even like historically even if the world were to fall apart and then reformulate as like a giant 
monarchy, the monarch still has a jester that will make fun of him and say the most racist, you know, the most offensive stuff directly to the king because he needs humor, human. Like humor is part of why we're saying well, it, it, it's it's yeah. a pressure release valve. Yep. We all get anxious. We're getting like scared. We're getting angry. And then someone cracks a joke and it like releases the pressure valve and we all kind of just chill a little bit. Laughter. It feels good. You know, it, it pulls you back from that from that despair. And not just jokes, but just saying true statements, like saying the things that everybody is thinking, because it's like, look at our news. It's been lying to us for how long now? Um, our influencers lie to us. Our celebrities lie to us. So when you get somebody with a little bit of truth, you're like, oh, That's I'm nice. not crazy. Right. I'm not so alone. Yeah. It's kind of like George Carlin. You know, there, there came a point in his career where he literally was not making jokes. And that was some of the best stuff he ever did. Where it's just like he gets on stage and he rants about how messed up everything is and everyone's laughing. And I'm like, it's kind of sad yeah. that we're all laughing at how awful everything is. But what was happening was George Carlin saying something that we all knew to be true, but many were scared to say. And all of a sudden now they feel relief. I, like I can, what I'm, what I know to be true is true. I think yeah. that's why comedians make excellent podcast hosts because when you're performing on stage, you're, you're performing, but when you're on the podcast, you're just able to speak the truth and, and it's like, that's already your job anyway. It just doesn't have to be, you don't have and, to perform it. And if you say something overtly racist and bigoted, you can just be like, oh, I'm just a comedian. It's yeah. not real. I didn't really mean those things about those people. You know, you get right. away. as long as it's not in text. Once it goes into text, like if, if Dave Chappelle had written all that stuff on Twitter, all those jokes, he'd be canceled right now. Oh, yeah. Dude, the things Dave Chappelle said in that stand-up special on Netflix were, were brutal. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah, like he he literally squinted his eyes <gasps> and did the buck teeth thing. Good. And I was Yikes. like, I, I don't I don't know what to what degree I'm allowed to be offended or like allowed to like defend, I guess, because, you know, how, how are the rules work? I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. That man's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm like, do it. Like more power to Dave Chappelle. Hmm. He's made fun of everybody. Yeah. Good. When everybody you remove, to be made fun of. When you remove context, you kind of make yourself vulnerable for like cancellation. That's what Twitter is. Like you remove context in a sense, you know. Yeah, tweets tweets are are too short. But I will tell you what I'm really loving. I have never laughed more. Than with my recent, you know, just escapades on Twitter, anti-tweeting. You're a liberal journalist now. I'm a liberal <laughs> yes. journalist now. Yes. I've, I've done it. Um, He's arrived. So when Joe Biden tripped, uh, so, so basically, if, you, if you're not familiar, um, I said I hated Twitter. I don't want to use Twitter. It's stupid. Journalists are really dumb. And then I realized not tweeting won't solve the problem. It's not enough to not tweet. It's not enough to not tweet. We must actively anti-tweet. <laughs> so, no, but it's, this is the you thing. You mean Glenn Parler? No, 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 no. Give <laughs> no, me no. up. A tweet from me would be something like when Joe Biden tripped and fell, I would say something like Joe Biden. Here's my honest opinion. He's, he, he tried running up the stairs. He's nearly 80 years old. He said when Donald Trump was walking down that ramp, slowly he was like hey, if it were me i'd run up the ramp so he's trying to be like i'm still with it i got the oh and then he falls over and nearly hurts himself so an anti-tweet is when i uh, instead i said remember when trump struggled to walk down a ramp joe biden was clearly just checking his shoe conservative <laughs> bros would be wise to pay attention so it's anti-tweeting is not necessarily a sarcastic snarky tweet kind of like that was to take it one step further anti-tweeting would be something like 
Joe Biden is doing a tremendous job. He's an amazing president, and I've, I, I respect him highly. It is not <laughs> visibly sarcasm. It's just a positive statement I don't believe. I'm doing it because journalists don't do research. So I tweeted impeach the queen, hmm. impeach Queen Elizabeth. And I got an article written up saying journalists calls for the impeachment of Queen Elizabeth. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then uh, uh, PJ Media, which is like a conservative outlet, when I, t- when I anti-tweeted the thing about Joe Biden, you know, cl- checking his shoe, they actually quoted it and said liberal journalist Tim Pool. I'm like, there it, is. There, there it is. That's right. Well, I've always been liberal. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and they've always called me liberal, but they took the tweet seriously. It's like, dude. Dude, I think you're like extremely liberal. It's so crazy to me that people think you're like a conservative. Conservatives it's don't. It's so crazy. I mean, I think you're one of the most like liberal dudes I know. Like just willing to yeah, like, but put listen, yourself out there and get the, crazy. The culture war issues mm. today are not liberal versus conservative. Mm. And so that's where everything, everyone's getting confused. It's, it's, it's like someone mentioned this before in the, in the, in the super chat, in, in the, in the super chats. It's, constructivist versus essentialist oh yeah it's like a core component of the culture yeah. war do you think there are immutable scientific facts objective mm-hmm. facts or do you think reality is just manufactured by thought and so if you're someone who believes in the science you're in a, you're a, effectively an essentialist in many ways they're trying to confuse this by claiming science says things it doesn't say like there was an there, it, you know there was this big thing that happened with jesse single he's a journalist and he's being accused of being an anti-trans bigot by glad which is the lgbtq plus you know advocacy group and they said something like in their article that there are more than three biological sexes. I'm sorry, more, there are three or more, more than two biological sexes. And I'm like, science literally does not say that. Science points out that there are two, and then there are, this, this is going to get me in trouble with these organizations, but syndromes and different combinations of chromosomes. But the, re- the reference to biological sex is specifically to the, um, I'm not a scientist, uh, uh, What's what are the things called gametes? Gametes, gametes yeah, yeah, the sex genitals. <laughs> well, yeah. sperm and egg, right? Yeah, are the two core sex uh, um, cells. Sex cells, yeah. For everything. Sex cells. There, there's Indeed, not yes. <laughs> another one. But so anyway, he gets he gets you know roasted for that. Science doesn't say that; they just say it does. And so it's the weirdest thing. They're constructivists. They don't believe in objective reality, so they can say things that make no sense. They can claim to be in the favor in favor of science. So yeah, I think. I mean, what you said? You're a libertarian. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I t- I've taken a lot of tests that say I am. <laughs> but but I also think classic, like classical liberal as well. I feel like I go kind of well, in there Well, too. classical liberal and libertarian are very basically the same thing. Okay. So when people say they're libertarian in the traditional American context, they're basically saying classical liberalism, which is like center right politically. And then I've always maintained I'm social liberal center left polit- politically. Seriously, you, you need read only like one paragraph about social liberals and you're like, ah, uh, yes, I understand what that is. It's the traditional liberal position in the United States, not the classical, where it's like, hey, civil rights are good things. And, you know, we, we need uh, the Civil Rights Act. And there are some social programs that actually work to help people. That's social liberal. Classical liberal is more capitalistic. Social liberal is more socialistic. But they're basically centrist, you know, moderate positions. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I know. Did you ever see what the bleep do we know? No, dude, you just gotta watch. No, nonsense. It messed me up. It made me think that of of like what is it called? Objectivism, not essentialism. It made me think of constructivism. Like, oh, if you believe it, it becomes reality. Like, there is no, there is no, and it's like this quantum physics kind of pseudoscience manifesting, though. Yes, yes, it's which is real. And there's something to it. Like placebo effect has an effect, and they don't really know why. I will say this. I will say this. 
What the bleep do we know is a bunch of misinterpreted. Yeah, it was like a cult around that woman that was like channeling some alien or they, something. They, they think that you, you can manifest like the observer changes physical reality. So there is the secret, which is like manifesting where you focus on things. There's a very, really simple explanation for all of that stuff. And it's that if you wake up every day, this is what they say. If you wake up every day and you focus on what you want, it will manifest. It's like, yeah, if you wake up every day and say, I want this thing, you'll be actively pursuing and viewing that path. So it's like, if you're like, if every time I see a certain highway, you know, I'm going to, if you woke up every day and said, I'm going to drive this highway, you'd be looking for it. You'd be actively engaged in it, and you'd be more likely to be driving on that highway when you're like going down the road, making a turn on a certain road. But waking up every day and saying there are 50 genders doesn't necessarily mean it's a different that's going to happen. It's, they're not necessarily the same thing. Constructivism is the idea that there is no objective reality. Not that you can manifest it, though there's like a kind of similar thing there. However, I will say to your point in the manifesting, I know a lot of extremely successful people who are convinced magic is real and manifest their existence and like make things happen for them. So do you do that? But the more you talk about it, the more kooky you sound. <laughs> like, <laughs> like attracts like. And, I, yeah, was, I like, was just at the casino and I was playing craps and I think I rolled like 30 times and, the, and all the people gambling were just like screaming and cheering because I kept rolling. And I so uh, it was on uh, for those that are familiar with craps. I rolled a five first. And then I rolled like 30 times until I hit seven and was out. Wow. So it was just like. You were on a roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the people yes. were screaming and cheering because <laughs> the money was just pouring in. So people will put bets on six and eight to come up because those are the next likely numbers after seven for those that are, aren't familiar with craps. And so basically the way it works is the first time you roll, you're looking for seven or 11 to win. If you roll, uh, what is it? I think uh, five, six, eight, nine, or 10, then it's called on. And then the shooter has to re-roll that number to win again. In between, you only lose at that point if seven comes up. So I'm rolling like crazy and people are just raking in crazy cash. And they're just like screaming and cheering. And there are people, I just think, you know, I had a good roll. Maybe there's something to it. But I know a lot of very wealthy people who came from humble means who believe in magic. They legit think. And I'm wondering if like there's a difference between that and any kind of faith. I guess I guess the difference is they have faith in themselves. They believe in there's like some kind of spiritual power within them. It's a really interesting narcissistic thing. No wonder a lot of those people I know are in Hollywood. Oh, I know. I mean, but like when it comes to being a creative person, any kind of artists, like we, you know what it feels like to be in flow, to be in alignment. And that's when sometimes the most like brilliant creations come about. Yeah. So, yeah. Like if I'm in a, in a good space on stage, the stuff that I end up like improvising hits harder than my material and that's just because i'm in the present moment and i'm focused and i'm in flow some people just have it it's magnetic i think it's magnetic <clears throat> when you quiet your frontal lobe and you go into flow state like the energy's fluxing through you maybe more coherently it's called ultra in instinct ian it is and goku unlocked it and oh, you did I'm too when you were rolling the dice you knew yeah. what what, <laughs> what numbers were up when you closed your hand and you shook it and you could measure I don't, I don't the shake. way they bounced around <laughs> subconsciously do let it go you no, knew see, you, i don't i don't with do the right that. momentum I pick up the dice. Someone knew. And I throw them. I don't shake in yeah, my hand. I don't, deep subconscious don't do any calculating magic. it for you. I just pick it up and throw it. It's magnetic. All right. All right. That's, that, <laughs> that's, it's been great. Let's go to these super chats and see what the super chatters have to say. If you haven't already, smash that like button because it is a tremendously easy thing to do and it is tremendously powerful. It really helps us. Uh, make sure you go to TimCast.com because we're going to have a fun, probably profanity-filled bonus yes. segment yes. Uh, you know, after we wrap up here on the live show. And uh, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Share the show if you really like it. Let's read some Super Chats. The Black Blade says, My wife's sister is training to be a nurse. Super scared of COVID. Wants the vaccine, 
but she's currently six months pregnant. Oof. We're not sure if that's a good idea with a baby in the womb. Thoughts? First, ask your doctor. Yes. They know better than all of us. Now, that being said, I'm not giving medical advice. I did read that it's like women who are pregnant should not get the vaccine. But I you know what I read? Too. I read there was a baby born after her mom got the vaccine and she was immune to COVID. So talk oh. to your doctor, I oh. would say. That's my advice. Your doctor knows better than anyone here on this yeah, show. Yeah, we don't know. Let me tell you this. Your doctor knows better than Dr. Fauci. Yes. Dr. Fauci can have all the opinions in the world, but your doctor knows what's right for you. They know you. So take advice from the people who you uh, trust and respect with your health care. Fisher Kingston says, hope Luke is doing all right. Just found out that my sixth great grandfather, a John Steele, was chaplain to George Washington. Crazy oh, stuff. Neat. And you know, it's really crazy. Did you ever look at like your family tree? Yeah, Rufus Putnam. He was one of Washington's generals. One like, of your one of your dudes? Yeah, he found a Marietta, Ohio. And how many descendants does he have? Like, I don't know. 100,000? Putnams, I think, and Putnam might have been up there. I don't know. Wasn't one of the guys who founded Facebook named Putnam? Maybe. Maybe related to one of the Facebook guys, like, Ooh. eight times removed. Yeah, no, but, like, if you look at family trees, it's crazy, because, like, you go back six times, you'll find one dude, and then he'll have, like, 10,000 descendants, mm -hmm. and it's crazy. Wow. So it's like, you're like, wow, my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather worked with George Washington. It's like, yeah, and 100,000 100, other people have the same great-grandfather, so what else is new? That's funny. Crazy, right? Yeah, especially the successful ones, man. They have lots of kids, like Zeus. All right, Gun Griffin says, Bill Clinton at one point said, if you think the counterculture of the 1960s was the high point of America, then you're probably a liberal. If you think America's peak was during and after World War II, you're probably a conservative. Yeah. So does that mean if we think... That the 1960s was the high point. We're not conservatives or the high point of the U.S. What do you guys think of it American was? of America? I think it depends how much drugs you did. I yes. Guess. Yeah. I don't know if there was the, the high point. I don't know. What do you mean by high point? Like yeah. What cultural is Cultural renaissance. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough to identify. I think the high point is probably these past couple decades before we fell into <laughs> the until the cult, cult, uh, cult of wokeness started taking over. It really was like a great golden age. The 90s were great, man. Yeah. 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 Music. The economic the music expansion industry. under Clinton. Athletics. Yeah. Yep. And then the financial crash hit and everything started falling. I apart. noticed like 2000, 2000, 1999 is when they, when you would go to like log in and like fill out your, your account for, on a website, you, the United States would always be at the top of the countries to pick. And then somewhere in like yeah. 2006 or seven, it started going alphabetical. Now we're mm. back with the U's. Yeah. And uh. now, but then now in the last three years, it, it went back to the top again. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe now, Trump. All my auto choices are China. <laughs> so oh, yeah. weird. So weird. Okay, we got a we got a spicy one. Andy Torres says, "Hey Tim, first time super chat on any channel on Friday. You guys said that women's sports don't have good ratings because of bad marketing. WNBA can't dunk, and USW soccer get beat by high school team. Women's tennis does really well. Yeah, it's like a very prominent event, and Serena Williams is like a massive superstar. What are they doing right?" That these other sports aren't doing right. They're wearing skirts. Yeah. Oh. And they grunt when they, when they hit yeah, the things, right? Yeah, that's probably it. Like, if you're trying to market WNBA to, to people that like to see slam dunks, you're not gonna, you're not gonna sell tickets. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I think you can market, you can, if you have a show, you have a show. It's a sport. The sport exists. So I look at women's tennis and I look at Serena Williams' success and wealth and she's like probably the most famous tennis player in the world. Uh, can you name any other tennis player? Can you can you guys name a tennis player? The uh, other the other Williams. <laughs> no no no. What's yeah, the Federer? Federer? Yeah. Yes, Kevin, yeah. he's a tennis player. Yeah. Roger. Yeah, he's a Roger player. Federer. Yeah. Yeah. Roger Federer. See Serena Williams, I just know she's awesome. Yeah. She's she's a massive superstar, and she's really good. 
in and and she's like the best. Now you you get these like you know woke articles where they're like she's the greatest tennis player, period. And it's like, well, come mm-hmm. on, man, she's definitely one of the best. But she is playing in the women's league, and there was like some famous story about like some dude who was like low ranking who ch- challenged the, the Williams sisters and won or something. Played hungover, yeah. I but but regardless, mm-hmm. that just proves the point that when done right, I mean, they're making more money than most tennis players. Period. How is it that they 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 get all this this marketing and make all this money? It works. Something something's being done right. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, I would like to see marketing like women's basketball to hockey fans because it's more about precision strikes and like mild violence. I mean, hockey wow. is pretty okay. violent. Yeah. Interesting. So someone mentioned uh, two nights two nights in a row, the voice of the guest is not in sync. Kills my brain. Please fix it. That's really weird. I don't know what happened. Uh, we did not change things, but uh, we will we will get it fixed uh, for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll mess is that, with that's it. Happen- is that happening now? It was a little bit this evening. Oh, weird. Not as bad. Actually, um, for those that are listening, uh, you're wrong. Actually, our guests are just really good at delayed mouth movements yes. when they speak. <laughs> and there's no delay. It's it's actually just natural. We're multidimensional we... guests. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> Patrick Conover says, has everyone forgotten about DeSantis' anti-riding law? The addition to Florida's stand your ground law that lets you shoot looters and rioters. Don't visit other people's homes and ruin it, people. Yeah, man, that's scary. Wow. All right, let's see. D. Vance says, discovered Tim last spring. Don't always agree, but love the conversation and respect the debate. Any chance of having Tommy vexed on, think he'd be good. Don't know who that is. Yeah, who's that? Top Gundy says, the Care Bear stare is a cult indoctrination method. Federal premium (laughs) ammo just sent pallets of 5.56 NATO ammo to Saudi Arabia instead of covering their orders in the U.S. What? What? That's nuts. What? Oops. Their website says they don't ship internationally. Surprise. Whoa. War with Iran, maybe? Something happening? They got to get a big old shipment of bullets to Saudi Arabia? Or conflict in Yemen? Wow, that's nuts. Man. B. Anderson says, Christy Mayer and Three Hearts. Is your name Christy? No. It's Chrissy. <laughs> Chris- but thanks for trying. It's all good. I'm Linda, too. A lot so. of my fans can't read or write. <laughs> <laughs> Megan... Cos, uh, I'm, I'm gonna pronounce your name wrong. Kossiskak? Kossiskak? Pronouncing it wrong, probably. Behavioral sync. It's a real thing. Mm. What is it? That's yeah. the, like, the mouse utopia thing. So, Escobal says, down the rabbit hole, mouse utopia, behavioral sync. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Blackrock Beacon says, mice utopia by John B. Calhoun. Very unsettling results. Everyone should read the papers he wrote on it. It's scary stuff. Yeah, man. Cause, like, at a certain point, humans, we just kind of have food everywhere and, you know. So like overstimulation party. when you're when you're in proximity to other humans and you have unlimited amounts of food and sugar. I said no, sugar, I, you guys, I, uh, that it, you become overstimulated and psychotic. No, I think it's that there's nothing left to fear. Yeah, there's no more challenges. We've, we've made things too easy as yeah. a society. Yeah, disassociated psychosis. That's part of why these people are twerking. You just- <laughs> I can see it, yeah. Makes sense. Corey Thomas says the White Sox won the World Series in 2005. Tim, you, Lydia, and yes, Ian, make my evening after work every day. I'm escaping Cali to AZ in 10 days. Congratulations. But AZ doesn't seem to be, you know, all that great. Better than 2005. Is that when that was? Wow. So that's 16 years ago. Hmm. Wow. Man, time flies when you're old. (laughs) That's API says another piece for the V for Vendetta plot. 
is that America was in civil war and the media was state controlled, lying to everyone. That's that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Viva Vendetta, there's like news clips where they're like America's civil war is, you know, mm, yeah, now they're that. demanding aid. And I say we tell the colonists the, the guy uh, was it named Prothero. Yeah. That movie's so good. Yeah, it was great. William Martin says, hey, Tim, have you ever thought about having the Rageaholic on the podcast? Oh, He's yeah. loud and brash in his rants. <laughs> But he's expressed he is more than willing to be able to keep it clean for the setting. I'm not familiar with Rageaholic, am I? I am familiar You're with him. He is very loud and very brash, and he would be a lot of fun. I'll have to see what I can All do. Right. Crazy Thoughts Podcast says, Tim, shout out my podcast. This is my fourth super chat. Love the show and keep it up. That is a shout out for the Crazy Thoughts Podcast. Hmm. Talk about the most effective and cheapest advertising you can get for a $5 super <laughs> <Right>? chat. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Clever. Top Gundy says, did you see Dank's video? Uh, no more offensive speech in Scotland. Jail time and fines for saying your mind at home. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. At home. What is offensive? Jason Solo says, Britain has had a constitution for more than 800 years, guys. It's called the Magna Carta. Please learn about the location you're talking about before you talk about it to thousands of people online. Look, I don't know anything about no Magna Carta. We All I know is that I watch Carl Benjamin videos and I remember there was something about an unwritten constitution, which makes it hard for them to enforce things. And everybody knows Carl Benjamin is a better source than Jason Solo, because Jason was the now not uh, the now retconned son of Han. Right. Is that that's yeah. what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't exist he anymore. Came back, yeah. He came back from the, <laughs> the, the force. I'm half kidding, by the way. I don't know. Sorry, Jason. The Civic Nationalist says British subject. We do not revolt. The queen is not going to abdicate. We do not need a constitution. There is an unwritten rule that laws are for the towns and cities, not the countryside. The monarchy is over 1,000 years old. God save the queen. Oh, thank you for the super chat, good sir. Mayor Bear says traveling internationally is a pain in the A right now. So spend less and travel domestically. That's why Florida is big this spring break. Makes That's sense. right. I was yeah. right. And we got a ton of super chats. We get... We get too many super chats sometimes, guys. It has to guys. be my shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's what does it. <laughs> yeah, they're all saying tits. Yes. <laughs> Every single super chat. Every single chat. one. <laughs> <Just> super short. <laughs> Ta uh, Timothy Ike says, have you read, have you heard of the German-made television show Babylon Berlin on Netflix? And it is crime drama centered around the Berlin Police Department in 1929, just before the rise of National Socialism. Interesting. Black Rock Beacon says, oh, wait, there's something else. That, that is a part two, it looks like. Black Rock Beacon says, if you are having trouble approaching women, go build your confidence by doing hard stuff. The harder the task you set up to, to master, yes. the more confident you will be when you master it. Rinse and repeat until women aren't scary. No, because then you're going you're gonna to mansplain to the women, right? Bring so it. let's say you're a guy who gets really good at, say, you know, lumberjacking. And then there's some woman who's hanging out with you, and she's trying to use the axe. You can't mansplain to her, you know, right? Because then women get angry and get offended. I don't know if if I meet a man really good at lumberjacking, I just want I'll just watch. Right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> Lydia will just sit on a tree stump, be like, That's "Take right. your shirt off." We're good. I think modern day peacocking is like performance, like like music. For Being me, confident. Maybe yeah. maybe the issue is no more challenges anymore. Hmm. Yeah. How yeah. does a guy impress a woman when it we have like food everywhere yeah. all the time? Like, think about what people do for fun these days. This is what always really bothered me. People would be like, hey, you want to go out and do something? I'd be like, sure. What is there to do? You want to, you know, we can go to the park. Extra I'll go skating. Way. Well, we can go eat food and drink things. Ugh. Or watch something. Every, every, I would say nine out of ten times growing up in Chicago, living in New York, living in L.A., 
do you want to go out basically meant, do you want to put things in your mouth? <laughs> For me, it did. Woo. Okay, okay. <laughs> Keep it together, lady. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm 20s. like, dude, I'll, I'll go to the skate park. You know, me and my friends in Chicago, we would take the, the train at like 11 p.m. downtown with all the businesses shut down. We would skate around the city when everyone's gone. That was going out late night. And then we got older and then we started drinking. But then when I'm like in my 20s, all anyone ever does is like, we're going to go to the cafe and get drinks and, and, and chips or something. It's like, Ugh. that sounds boring, man. Like you're not doing anything. You're just eating stuff. Yeah. It's lame. We used to ride bikes. Yeah. Did you guys ever do that? Oh, yeah. Rollerblading. Yep. Heck yeah. Going exploring. Mini golf. Yeah. We used to, when I was a little kid, we would just try and push our boundaries and, and, and ride our bikes as far as we could oh. before the, we, we, we knew the lights would turn on. We have to go home. And that was fun. Then you get older and you've like, you know, you've got satellites, you've discovered everything. What's there to do? Hmm. I suppose a lot of people, like we still haven't explored every part of the planet. And a lot of people think that we have, but we haven't. So there's always something to go out and do, I guess. <laughs> Okay, you want to go uh, explore the ocean with me? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Do it. <laughs> yeah, like, we have satellite pictures of a lot of stuff, but it's not like we've been there. Yeah. For all you know, there's buried treasure, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there is. Definitely. Sunken treasure. Buried treasure. All right, where are we at? I can't read the Super Chat's name. He says, TP, has your crew figured out my new YouTube tag? No. I bugged it to make TP joke... To TP as I receive TP jokes. We hmm. TPs are in high demand for in 2020. Hmm. Well, I hope that was worth the $5 because you got me to read it. <laughs> Tim, have you ever thought of selling pool supplies? Pool supplies. <gasps> That's a good idea. I think we can add, what, what can we put, like chlorine tablets on the yeah. site? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah. You, you have go to, to, get you a go pool. to pool, pool shops. We need inflatables. Yeah. Like an heck? inflatable beanie. <laughs> yes. Oh. And, and what it does is it floats and you can put stuff in it. Yeah. Like so it's phone. in your pool. Yeah. Yeah. You can put yeah. it over your head and go underwater and breathe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Headphones a, a that hold drinks. gigantic inflatable. Yeah, 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 it's perfect. <laughs> All right. It. Liberty TCM says, saw Chrissy in Royersford, PA. Yes. My wife and I loved it. She was great. The whole thing was great. Highly recommend. That was an awesome show. Oh, definitely. Chris Loves Hack says, when you were talking about gingers, I thought of the scene from Game of Thrones when uh, Tormund says, gingers are beautiful. They are kissed by fire. Oh. oh wow. I like that. The yeah. Texan 83 says, Gingers having no souls has been debunked, Tim. If they didn't, then Thanos would have never gotten the, gotten the soul stone, nor would Hawkeye have been able to get it. Oh. Why? Is he a, he a ginger or wait, what? Hawkeye wasn't, no, he wasn't ginger. Then what is... Interesting. Black Widow was a ginger. Oh, I get it. That's the point. Because she sacrificed her soul for the right. soul stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, that what, is Gamora sense. supposed to be a ginger? She has green skin. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Depends on the lighting. The Scott says, I call changing a ginger for a POC scabbling the, the gingler, like the board game Scrabble. Oh, Scrabbling. Huh. Because if you rearrange the letters in. Oh, no, nah, we're not reading. That. Nope. <laughs> Jonathan Galtarini says there was an active shooter in Colorado earlier and half of the questions at the press conference were about the race of the shooter and victims. Reporters mm. are trying to demand informa information on the races. Modern journalism. Wow. Well, that's what you get. It's because it was in Boulder. Yeah, they're desperate for ratings, man. That's what it's all about. I feel Very like it's liberal. like the 80s all over again. Do you guys remember how bad the 80s were by any chance? No, Bro, I wasn't, I wasn't born yet. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't there. I was, I was, I was, I was uh, three when the, when the 80s was ending. It was so lame. I was born in 79. So like I grew up and I thought this is what life is. Big hair, lots of hairspray. 
crappy music. No, not all of it was hey, crappy. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Hey, Most hey, of it was crappy. Whoa, 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 whoa. 1991 saved just, the world. No, no, uh-uh. no. Dude, no. 80s were so lame. It was just so much you makeup right. and like weird Blame for fashion. Stuff. Never gonna like give you up. The greatest song of this oh, no, or any yeah, like generation. I'm <laughs> and like now, I feel like we're song. we're in another one of those. Like the kids Wasn't are tears seen for as fears? crap and like totally so disenfranchised by it. Wasn't Take on Me in the eighties? The Pesh Mode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All this stuff. Some of it was good, bro. But the eighties the makes the nineties look like it dog crap. No, no, man. It the eighties was a hard. Oh, decade what is to grow what does the nineties have? Closing time. Uh, it had um, Radiohead and, and Pearl Jam and right, Nirvana. I guess you're right. And, but it had it had a resurgence of culture and like after this crap in the eighties. And I what think did the two thousands give us? Nothing. Auto tune. Can, can we all agree? Two thousand sucked. Yes. Yeah, Coldplay was all right. Yeah. The aughts. Yeah, but all but, right, all right. Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh yeah. Nirvana. Google Dolls. Uh, the Offspring. Oh yeah. Offspring was okay. amazing. Right. Yeah, the nineties. The nineties had uh, Weezer early yeah. stuff. Okay, Rise I guess. Radiohead. Radiohead. We yeah. said yeah. Radiohead was huge. Yeah, Radiohead. Dave Super Matthews good. Band. More Depeche Mode. Yep. More yeah. Depeche Mode. But yeah. what happened was after the crap of the eighties, we had like a cultural resurgence. So I think that we might be headed for something like that. We I may even know. have I a part so. in it. What are the two? What are the twenty tens? Can't give handle us? any more WAPs. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, right? What What do we get from the twenty tens? Basically, the intro to this crap. Yep. What, what, no, like what's some of the good music of the twenty tens? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, what's that one? Um, the weekend. What, that's Weekend's pretty good. What, right. What's the one where the guy's like, I broke up with you and now I'm mailing at you? Oh. Somebody I used to know. There oh, you go. oh, yeah. Gautier. Yeah, yeah. His one yeah. wonder. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was all right. But is there like a band or group you can name in the 2010s? The Foo Fighters are holding it together, t- but no. their hot yeah, stuff was Sunday? in the 90s. No, that was early on. Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> no. That was super emo. Yeah, that was like 2000s. Yeah. I like I like some of their stuff, though. Them and Brand New, and uh, that's a good band. Neck Deep. Yep. Brand is pretty good. Yeah, I was just listening to their stuff a couple days. Yeah, ago. I guess I guess the Audis had that. Oh, you know what? Daft Punk's been around forever, so mm. they they kind of are the saving grace for a lot of these time periods. Daft Punk was amazing in the nineties. Blink one eighty two. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm not crazy. Thank all right. you. All right. They were able to like make pop <laughs> Shut punk it down. cool. You guys, you guys in the super chat, you got to give us some examples of good music from the two thousands and the twenty tens. Besides yes. Britney, Britney Spears, Spears. we're all biased. No, besides Britney, yeah. I mean, Radiohead. Radiohead has has still been producing music. Oh, Muse. Oh, of course, dude. Yeah. Muse, yeah. amazing. Two thousands um, had Muse. That's. They, they were in the late 90s yeah. and the 2000s, and they're still around today, and Muse is one of the best bands ever, period. No joke. I'm, oh, I, I really like Kings of Leon, too. Yes. Those guys are okay. amazing. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. Sounds like there's some good music going yeah. on. I just can't think of any It's, right clo- it's clogged by all the, the auto-tune and all <laughs> that. Yeah. I think... What's that band? It's Kill Something. Kill Switching Game. Killers? The Killers. I don't like I the Killers. I love the Killers. Nah. Don't listen to Tim. Tim's mm-hmm. wrong about uh, the Killers. No, oh, Franz Ferdinand was hot, too. Yep. Was like yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, three Muse has got some really epic hits, like Madness is just like amazing oh they're bassist but they're not but they're not in the billions oh we had uh these are good yeah they're amazing they're from my hometown the 2010s gave us psy gangnam style oh yeah (laughs) that's right yes that was great excellent was a lot of fun classic the macarena for a new generation what about numa numa that's drago drago sta dente by what's the name of that band i don't know but that's from the 90s isn't it basically annoying songs you hear at a wedding is what we got at the 2010s possibly yes well, out. I'll tell you guys a secret. You can tell the demographic of a restaurant by the music they're playing when yep. you sit there. If they're playing 80s music, you know they're going for boomers. If they're playing 90s music, they're going for Gen Xers. They're playing 2000s. They're going for you guys, millennials. Hmm. Hmm. You know. And if they're playing, I don't know, what do oh, kids geez. listen to these days? I don't know. Like if they're playing Ragmop, they're going soundtracks. for your great-grandfather. 
Ragma. All right, let's see. TS says, my wife's a ginger with blue eyes, the same as Chrissy. Are you aware it is the rarest hair and eye color combination? Yes. Also, Ooh. each freckle is a trapped soul of those she has smited. Ooh. Or is it smote? That's true. I love it. I think it's smote. Smote. I don't know. Thou hast. Fine Castle says, remember when British and some Irish was the pinnacle of TV comedy? Father Ted, the Inbetweeners, the IT show. Also hearing Tom Cruise was worth the... T- oh, also hearing Tim Q's was worth the $10 membership. Oh, Tim Cuss. Oh, 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 yeah. There's an E. I'm like, what's this? Of course, yeah. As well as the interesting guests. Mm. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we swear up a storm over at TimCast.com because we're allowed to. Yes. And I guess it's not for the, for the kids, so. Buck Brink says, we need to start making fun of the woke nonstop. Then it wouldn't be cool to be woke anymore. It's not cool to be woke. They're just, people are scared into being woke. Like, who who wants to be that? You look yeah. at like that woke cancel culture journalist, that, that woman who's tweeting that she's a violent racist who wants to tweet that about she themselves clearly doesn't have the right friends like i think the wokesters they just you're just you don't have cool enough friends you yeah know? you got to keep your friends calm when they get called out by wokesters just yeah like, this, this is why i i think ryan long has some of the best comedy when he did that basketball game teams do you see that one mm-hmm. so you see this one ian he's no. he, he's picking oh wait yes i did there's left and there's right and they're yeah. picking basketball teams and the left guy is like, before you're on my team, have you ever said an opinion that is wrong? Mm. Or like, you know, it's just like really insane. But the best part is when the guy's like, fine, I guess I'm on the right. Then the dude who's right wing goes, hey, look at this meme. Isn't that hilarious? Like, that's the gist of the right. They're like sharing memes about <laughs> Trump. Memes. We yes. can meme. <laughs> we can. We yeah. love it. Yeah. But like the guy begrudgingly becomes right wing because the left guy won't leave him alone. I love and then that. the other guy's hiding because he loses his job. He gets a phone call. He's like, I just got fired. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. That's incisive. All right, let's see. Leo says Coinbase CEO announced that the company will not take public stances on political issues. He went as far to offer a severance package to those that did not agree with the company being neutral. 5%, 60 people left the company. Whoa, wow. is that real? I, I, why did they leave? Because they are woke. Oh, got to look that up. Sounds like Jeez. it. Probably because non-woke people probably would just be like, I don't, I don't care. Leave me alone. Yeah. Get them wokes out of there. Oh, that's great. All right. Let's see what we got going on. We have a request for 4K. And then YouTube does this thing where, oh, now everyone's naming these bands like crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> a ton. All right. This is good. This is good, though. I love it. There's going to be a lot of angry ideas. people. Oh, name like, Pearl Jam. How could you forget these great bands? I'm yeah. Sure. Man, a ton oh, came so in. Oh, yeah. Billy Corgan. Wow. What's his band? Yeah, Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. They're good. They're oh, good. dude, the, yeah. 90s. Dude, the like 90s. Like one of the greatest uh, albums ever written. All right. Blue Fighters. Yeah. Dave Grohl made Nirvana. They were terrible before he joined. He mm. was what? so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His harmonies and his drums. Roger, that trucker says, please invest in 4K, waiting to join your website when you do. 4K is intense, no joke. All of our cameras literally say 4K on them, but ingesting 4K into a computer, Mm. we're going to need to upgrade that stuff. And the issue is, when we did do 4K before, people actually complained because of the amount of download data they were downloading. I suppose, I, I, I don't know if this is true now for the live streams. But I was just like, we'll just, I mean, we're, people are mostly interested in the audio, not the video component of it. So we just went to 720. Is it 1440? Is that 4K or just 1080? For a, a 4K is 2160. Oh. oh 3840 over 2160. Is that what it is? I don't know. Something no, like I don't that. think so. Okay, Maybe, 2160. is it? I don't know. But you can always downscale it if you're watching, right? Like yeah. And then the, one of the problems we had was that the original web hosting we were doing for TimCast.com didn't have that ability. So the higher resolution files were too big for people to watch. 
So then we had to switch things up and mm-hmm. ultimately 4K is way more expensive to host, way larger files, way longer to up- upload. And a lot of people asked us not to do it. So we didn't. Although we could theoretically have more than one, you know, uh, for the time being, I don't think we just necessarily need to do it. Woodworking Medic says men are told to suck it up and suffer in silence. People don't realize how bad the male depression suicide rate is because we aren't allowed to talk about it. The future of relationships scares me with toxic femi- femininity. Jack Murphy had it right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Dislabeled says Chrissy is a thief who stole Christmas presents from an old woman. Is that? Oh, is that? Is that not real? No, it's not real. Oh, but would you? <laughs> I don't know. What? Why? <laughs> Why would Probably you do not. this? No. Is there something you wanted? No. Oh, hey, look no, at that. Dixie no. Devil says Michael Malice had a show on Compound Media for a couple of years oh, as well. Yeah. Everything is archived. I've been subbed since day one, and it's kept me sane through all the woke cool. garbage. Cool. Michael, you get way too much promotion on this show. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's blame Dixie Devil for the super chat. The Lee says the guest cam is always desynced with the audio of said guest for me. This just happened one other time because yeah. Siraj. Yeah, we just yeah with Siraj last week, so we just need to fix it. We'll, we'll tinker we'll, with it. We'll, we'll get it, it fixed tonight. I think I know what the issue is. Okay. Yeah, it's a really really simple fix. Perfect. Dustin Rourke says the manifest theology came out of Christianity from humanists who infiltrated it. These individuals were bringing in the occult. Anton LaVey in the Church of Satan thought this do what thou will occult. Interesting. All right. Let's see. Do we have uh, where, where are all these bands? Where'd they go? I want to see some bands. Cootie and the Blowfish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked them. Okay. Me too. I had their Nine album. Inch Nails. Okay. Nine Inch Nails for yes, sure. There we go. Alanis Morissette. The set. 80s had Ernest Saves Christmas. Enough said. <laughs> Dude, the 80s had, had Ernest. Oh, yeah, Ernest. Come on. That's Ian, cool. check out the 80s band, Joe Mansman, and the Midnight Revival Band. They're pretty awesome and underrated. That's huh. a cool name. I've never heard of them before. What about Ian, the 80s were the best Corn time. Awesome. The 90s started the downturn in America. Yes. I don't think so, really. 80s were their party. 90s Dude, was Top animal. Gundy says, Ian, I will fight you. The 80s had Queen. Yes. Well, the oh, 70s had Queen, too. He's Queen's, right. Queen was around for and a long Prince. time. Yep. Tool, yeah. Prince was around in the 70s, too, wasn't he? Joseph Hoffman says, Tim, you once said you play Destiny 2. Are you a Warlock, Titan, or Hunter main? My guess is Titan. I don't play Destiny anymore. At the time, my first character was Warlock, and then I eventually switched to a Hunter. I played Warlock because I didn't know anything about the game and just picked Warlock. And then once, and I, once I realized, you know, and, and got into it, it wasn't until Destiny 2 I switched to, to Hunter, actually. Queens of the Stone Age, Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I do like Corn. Like yeah, Corn. They had. Corn's um, got some good music. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of that. Avenged one. Arctic Monkeys were great. Is Pink it the 2000s? Yes. yes. Tool. Airborne Toxic Event. Jeez, what is Tool that? Familiar? Is incredible. Oh, the Gorillas, man. Yep. Yeah. Wow. How Came do we from, miss them? That's Blur, the guy from Blur. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, and that was the 2000s. Well, so, Blur yeah. was like 90, 95 or something, or 93. System of a Down. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. That was when I started to fall out of music. Metallica. That was yeah. 90s. They were 80s. 80s. Metallica. Yeah. They they actually kind of created rock and well Guns N' Roses kind of created Guns N' Roses obviously amazing Dragon Force in the two thousands oh yeah yes definitely <laughs> Dragon Force is amazing yeah Baby Metal never heard Baby Metal a lot of people saying Avenged Sevenfold oh yeah Queens of the Stone Age Gyra mm. Taking Back Sunday Pearl. brand new Hawthorne Heights Senses Fail yes, Story of the yes, Year the yes. Used Thrice tons of good two thousand stuff emo was the best yes it was all right thank you Taking Back Sunday had some good stuff brand new Excellent. really like brand new. 
Hawthorne Heights, I think, only had like super one rad. or two singles. I don't know. Senses Fail, Story of the Year, not super familiar. The Used. Yes. You know what, man? The Used had a lot of really great stuff very early on. Seriously. Compare some of the earlier lyrics, like Blue and Yellow, to The Bird and the Worm, and I'm like, it seems like they just kind of, I don't know, lost it or just didn't care. That's what happens with music. What about yeah, because um, Buried Myself Fantastic. Alive... The lyrics for, for Bury Myself Alive by The Used are amazing. Mm-hmm. And like the structure of the song, it's really in-depth. There's a lot of words telling you the story and explaining something. And you look at their later stuff and it's just like, eh. So it goes. Yep. Cake. Park. Cake, yes. Cake. Nice and guy, weird. He was Beck. so wasted. Was he was like, I don't know how many albums we've done. Back. Back was yeah. like <laughs> mid-90s. That was a good... Odelay is a great album. All right. We'll do uh, one more super chat here. Mason... Swanner says, Tim, if you are an island with 50 other people, no food supply, only water, how long before you would turn to cannibalism? Never. I would die because you do not want to get the shakes. Ooh. What is it called? Uh, encephalopathy mm-hmm. or encephalitis? I, or think, I think it's encephalopathy. I'm not sure. Yeah. Eating prions. Yeah. yeah you, you, get, you get the shakes. That's like folded, yeah. folded protein. Nah, I'm something. all right. Is that why Chrissy Teigen is so erratic? No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I'll just eat fish on an island. Like yeah, there's an fish, island. you know? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, smash that like button and head over to TimCast.com. Become a member because we're going to have probably a profanity-laced special exclusive members-only segment coming up at just around 11 or so because we got to record it still. You can follow me on all platforms, on all social media platforms at TimCast. My other YouTube channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash News. This show is live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. So we will be back tomorrow. If you haven't already, leave us a good review. Give us five stars. Smash the like button and share with your friends because it really, really does help. Chris, you want to shout anything out? Oh, yeah. Just check out Compound Media, my show. The Wet Spot is Mondays uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And check out the Chrissy Mayer podcast on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You said you were going to be touring re- coming up? Yes. Where yes. Up? Uh, my tour. Oh, gosh. Um I'm going to be in Florida, uh, Boca, Palm Beach, uh, Side Splitters in Tampa, Nashville, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, um, so many cities. Is yeah. it all on your website? It's all on my website. Go to chrissymayer.com. Uh, everything's updated there. Nice. Sweet. You guys can also follow me at iancrossland.net. Get all my socials there. Love having you. Thank you guys so much, Chrissy. It's awesome to meet you, man. This Thanks is great. for having me. And you can follow me at Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and Minds and Real Sour Patch Lids on Gab and Instagram. We will see you over at TimCast.com in the exclusive members-only segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.